Single Simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fists into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, leave a voicemail at 916-572-9016 or email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. One. Single. Simulcast. Hello. Yo. Hello, yo. Fro yo sounds good right now. No, it doesn't. I changed my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things where if you think about it long enough, it no longer does. It no longer works in your head. Um, yo. How are you? I'm good. Yo, hey, yo. Hey. 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 How are y'all? <laughs> I'm good. I, just I like... am good. This vodka is great. <laughs> well, now that I know that you off that drink, drink. Um... Woo! <laughs> Woo! Let me go grab my iPad. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. How's it going, ma'am? I feel like I haven't talked to you in a month of Sundays. I know, right? It's good. It's good. It's good. Did you? Are you getting the Born to Run palette from Urban Decay? Or are you passing on it? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't Wait. seen? Oh, okay. Shoot. But I probably am going to get it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I haven't seen it yet. Don't even matter. <laughs> So, like I was talking about it, and somebody said it looks like makeup Shayla's palette. I guess whatever she did with ColourPop. Oh. So it's it's kind of in that wheelhouse, and like the bottom row of makeup Shayla's stuff does mm. some does kind of look similar to some of the colors. It's not like an exact like replica of it or anything, but it is kind of in the same wheelhouse. So it's probably like if you have that Shayla ColourPop one, you may not even mm. want to get this one to run. Oh my gosh. But I don't follow Shayla like that, so I had no idea. I wasn't even, you know, checking for it. So it was yeah, just like, oh, I didn't okay, know cool. anything about it. Do you know what I want? Because I saw it in Ulta. It was the Jacqueline Hill Morphe palette. Hmm. I was like, "Ooh, this is super cute." It's like, "Oh, I might have to get this." Man, Ulta got man. Ulta is like putting a foot on Sephora's neck, pretty Cause much. Because they, they got BH Cosmetics. And they got yes. like it seemed like all their palettes. Like I was just like, oh, this is cute. This is cute. This is cute. Mm-hmm. You know. And then got the Morphe coming. Then then um, the ordinary, you know, DCM or whatever, yeah. however you say it, they're supposed to be leaving Sephora and going to Ulta. What? Yeah. Oh gosh. So they gave them an ultimatum, huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't you know. are doing amazing, sweetie. You're doing amazing. Please continue. I know nothing about makeup. I'm learning. <laughs> well, you know what? I guessed it on Sam's um, podcast. Just talking with Sam. And it was about basketball. I'm like, y'all just don't understand. I love the Hollywoodness of basketball, but I do not mm-hmm. watch every finals. I go, I'm going to start watching basketball every year. It's like, nope. Oh no! It's too ma- well. It's not that it's too many games because I mean there's way more games than baseball and everything, right? But it's just I don't know. It's just it's too well. One, it's probably hard to really get into it if you don't have like a set 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 team. 
Right. Because both of them don't really have a team. So I'm like, yeah, it was easy for me not to do basketball. And then if you do have a set team, mm-hmm. if your set team isn't good, you don't care. Like, I, you know, my team is the Knicks. Mm. And it's just, it's just been like <laughs> somebody mm. posted. Because the whole thing was, you know, all the people have been talking about the Warriors since they won. Right. And right, it's just right, like, right. oh. There's no more competition in basketball. Ah, oh, the Warriors. Yeah, you know, you know, right. being all upset and everything. And somebody put like a whole list, like saying, like in the '90s, it was like you know this handful of teams that won. In the mm-hmm. '80s, it was this handful of teams that won. In the '60s, it was this hand. You know, it was one team that might have won. I figured that was probably Boston. You know, right. but anyway, it's just saying, like basically, shit is how it's always been. Right. And, uh, oh. Yeah, I forgot where I was going with it, but still, <laughs> not even that. I totally um, forgot. I lost. You, I totally lost. Not even that. You gotta uh, keep in mind that when the Rockets uh, were striving to win a championship after Akeem Olajuwon, when Jordan came back and everything, mm-hmm. they had Clyde Drexler, Charles Barkley, and Akeem Olajuwon, but they don't want to talk about that big three that was back there in the nineties uh, mm-hmm. that came together to try and take down Jordan Pippen. Rodman and Horace Grant. The Bulls are probably the only team I could think of that literally grew their team organically through drafts. And then Dennis Rodman was just like, fuck it, I'm coming to your house. And um, mm. showed up. So this whole thought about super teams and all that kind of stuff, it's been there since free agency. Um, mm. And I don't really understand what the issue is. You want to go somewhere where you have the best chance of being successful. Niggas right. act like they wouldn't jump at an opportunity to go to uh, Microsoft if they're working at McDonald's. You want to go where you're going to be successful, where you're going to get paid, and where you're going to be happy. And so all this talk about Kevin Durant and, 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 and LeBron and whatever, and, oh, super teams are ruining the league and all that. No, they're not. Nobody did have no problem with the heat. But see, people care. I mean, the whole thing is, is just people care, but they're historical is about the whole thing. Like just like what Rashani is talking about. It's just yeah, like there's can... people, there's people that's done it. It's just yeah. like you know, you care about the ones that you mad at the ones that worked, mm-hmm. but and ignore the ones that tried it, but it didn't, you know, but it didn't pop off. And now I remember what I was saying about the Knicks. I was just really just gonna have like a pity party because the Knicks were. Oh, I know the Knicks weren't included in that whole like twenty oh. year time span of when it's been like a handful. It's it's so sad. It's so sad. Oh, I'm gonna be, you know, like the whole thing when you know when Boston first won their uh World Series. You know, like I don't know mm-hmm. when it was. Like you know, when you had all these people, you know, at their grandparents' graves and everything. Like we finally got it, Poppy. We finally oh got it, Grandpa. God. That's gonna. That's who. That's what my like my great grandkids are gonna be. Like we finally got it, Grandma. We find the Knicks finally oh won. You know, they're gonna come visit gonna you, and you gonna that's haunt them like be. it's Coco. <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's what it's gonna be. Remember me. I know, right? <laughs> oh my God, the movie is so good. I, man, I heard the I heard the reviews. I read the reviews about Coco. I still wasn't ready. I'm like, oh my god, this movie is so good. Yeah, I, I like going to be the grandmother who's going to be the one who's like, I'm not sleep. I'm just resting my eyes. Turn that channel back <laughs> to what I was watching. I'm watching put Thor Ragnarok back on. She's going to be watching that forever. She'll be like, stop air conditioning the outside. <laughs> Come in here. What, grandma? Don't what me. Give me some ice. <laughs> I'll wet you in the face. Give me some ice. Oh. <laughs> I'll yeah. kick your black ass. Give me some ice. 
<laughs> Thomas! Thomas! Oh, what? my Rambo? God. Don't what me. I will fuck you the fuck up. Give me some ice. <laughs> Don't what me, boy. I ain't said shit. Gangster, gangster. Give me some ice. Mm-mm. <laughs> my grandma used to call us on, like, my mom and my brother were talking about this a couple days ago because my brother, the punk ass, is old. And I'm old, apparently. Like, I got a gray punk hair that's, that's getting lengthy. Um, on my chin, you nasty bastards. But it's there. And it's, I don't know. Y'all might have been thinking. I, 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 never mind. Anyhow, um, they were talking about how my brother used to beg for a pager. Mm. And how my mom got him a pager. And uh, he was so happy about it until he realized that with the pager, she was able to reach him no matter where he was at. Mm-hmm. And you better answer that 911 when it happens. And so after the fourth 911 call, he lost the pager's batteries. And um, every time she bought him new batteries, he'd lose those batteries too. But only when she would call. Um <laughs> I think about that now where kids now have you have the uh, find my iPhone option where you could just track your kids down. And back in the day, parents would just send their kids out into the wild with a dope fiend pager. Into um, the wild. Yeah. Nigga, we would leave it like in the summer, like right now where it's 103 outside. We would leave at like seven o'clock in the morning and get back home at like 1030. And this one, we were like 12 and 13 years old. Just come oh my back goodness. with the on. Cool. Does that rule still work in the summer? Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Summer in Sacramento, summer in Cali, it don't get dark till like 9.45. Cool, 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 cool. Wow. And now that I think about it, my mom was like, yeah, nigga, I meant it. Cool, 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 cool. I'm about to do <laughs> ratchet shit with your daddy while you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even think about that but as an adult i'm like fuck yeah it's still yeah little nigga i'm gonna act like i didn't know that it still applied like do the street light rules still work you know yeah because the street lights still come on at like 6 30 wink wink right <laughs> the fuck out i'm about to bend your mom over to bed real quick um man can you give wow. me some ice? That's what I mean. Yeah, I'm going to be that parent. See, you know, mind you, I'm going to be an older parent. I'm not going to care. I'm going to be bent up like a press. I'm like, yeah, go outside. Yeah, go on out. Until the street lights come on. My and mom, even then, stay outside. My mom was like, yo, as long as y'all come home safely, I know you're safe. I'm like, you know what? That was the dumbest logic that I've ever heard make sense. <laughs> as long as y'all come home safely... I know you're safe. Well. That sounds like a Care Bear movie. I tried to do the Marty Explorer <laughs> pause right there as I looked off into the ether. <laughs> do you remember that part in the Care Bear movie? I Which part? The part in the, the first one. Where they brought out the ratchet ass cousins. Re- remember, yeah. One? Is that the camp no, one? That's, okay. No, the camp one's the second one. The first okay. one is when they introduced like the Care Bear cousins, and then the kids and the bears were stuck in the tree, and then they're like, "Oh my God, a lion! Close your eyes. Maybe he won't see us." When I was a kid, that <laughs> totally made sense. I watched it as an adult and went, "What the fuck? What are you talking about? What do you mean if you close your eyes?" 
you know what? I was just now <laughs> thinking about the eighties earlier today while I was making dinner. Um, and I was actually struck with how long we've just been silently, um, uh, enmeshed in toxic masculinity. Oh, and I will give you a quick example. Um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, came out okay. in eighty-eight, eighty-nine. Yep, I think I, I'm. I'm gonna verify that in a second, but I'm pretty sure it came out in eighty-nine. Uh, in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which, which was one of my favorite movies, uh, actually part two, the ending, "God Gave Rock and Roll to You," is still one of my favorite songs. Like I will watch the end. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but in the first one, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, they go back in time and they end up in medieval times. Mm-hmm. And um, they're supposed to get the Iron Maiden, and they say excellent, and then they say execute them, and they say bogus, and um, they hide in what they they hide in armor. Uh, to hide from the knights Guards. who were in the in the castle, whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, they show them being led to be executed, um, and they show Ted getting executed, and Bill's like, "No," because it shows his head getting cut off. Mm-hmm. But he's oh wearing gosh. the helmet, he's wearing the armor, and all that kind of stuff. And then Ted shows up behind Bill and he's like, dude, what are you mad about? And it turns out he had gotten out the armor. He fell out the armor as he rolled down the flight of stairs or whatever and didn't get executed. So they're so happy that he's not dead that they hug. Which is, in my eyes, normal when you find out Mm. your best friend ain't dead. They Mm. hugged. After they hugged, they backed away from each other, looked at one another, and said, fag. What? Why yeah, did I miss def- this? Definitely. That's, that, that's actually like one of, like, that's a big time word in a lot of 80s movies. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of 80s movies. Like, you probably go back and look, especially, especially if it's a lot of dudes in the, if it's dudes in the movie, you go back in those movies and they are calling each other, they are that f word is it's flying everywhere yeah and that was 89 i was nine years old watching that and quoting that movie and had no problem with it at school because everybody else was quoting the movie and hugging each other just so that they could back off and call each other that word toxic masculinity at the age of nine brought to you by um uh, hollywood hollywood these are things I think about sometimes because mm. we're, we're so quick to put the impetus on rap music, which, Hey, I will call it like I see it back in the day. I grew up listening to a lot of rap music where, um, some of the, the, the titles of the songs were things like bitch ain't nothing but a word to me. Mm-hmm. A bitch is a bitch. Um, uh, uh, doesn't matter, just don't bite it. Stuff like that. Like, fully misogynistic music. Mm-hmm. And then I would go and turn that off when my mom was around, and we'd sit down and watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Hmm. So, no wow. matter where you ran, it was there. Uh, single simulcast, episode 302. Shantae's in the building. Stephanie's in the building. I'm here. 
Um, yeah, I feel like I want to talk about this, but I don't know how this is going to go. Um, mm. apparently, uh, Kim Zolciak made a song about wigs. <laughs> and, um, I, I don't really know how to deal with this. The the song. Uh, what? Did you? Okay, so I did not listen to the song. So are we going to play the song? Can't we just talk bad about her and stuff? Oh, I don't want to. Yes, we song. can. Yes, we Yo, can. I don't know. I just was wondering if you were going to play it. I do not want to hear the song. I'm not, <laughs> I am fine. I don't need the experience to talk some shit. <laughs> you got plenty of ammo. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you the lyrics. That's as, fine. As far as I could tell, um, mm-hmm. as far as we could tell, the lyrics to "Wigs," which is the song that she has, is um, my wig, my wig, my wig, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, she's kind of. I mean, man, she's kind of in the in the right wheelhouse of uh, you know, song the way lyrics are with some people's songs are right now. You just kind of repeat the same thing, and it's a hot beat. You know, it's cool, but ugh. <laughs> she sang this, by the way, at Pride uh at, at a Pride parade. Oh, okay. Um, and so the lyrics, at least the sample of the lyrics, are my wig, my wig, my wig, and my wig, my wig. Yeah. My okay. wig, my wig, my wig, and my wig. My wig. Yeah. Dance song. I get it. Get off my wig. My wig. My wig. And my wig. My wig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dance song. I could, I mean, I could, you know, uh... the right, like, if it wasn't her. And it was somebody else, and maybe if the beat was hot, because I'm just assuming that this beat is not hot, but if the beat was hot, somebody could probably make that work, and it would just be, you know, boom, 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 and it, people would love it. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if if RuPaul were to take it, I could see that. If, 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 uh, I can't really think of anybody else who does dance music. Sorry. I've been watching a lot of Drag Race. <laughs> Pick another drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, it's like just in, just really anybody mm-hmm. could probably could you know you just got to put them you know on a stage or in a studio and it will pop. But it not. this ain't just but not this. This ain't gonna no. This ain't gonna pop. I just feel like this is the music that you put out when your uh, black co-host drag you on the finale of your show. Mm. <laughs> Rightfully drag you because she deserved every minute of it. It's like, you lied the whole time, ma'am. Oh, I get it. You're lying because you're a liar. <laughs> it's like, ugh, you are trash. And you are wasting Corey Beerman, a.k.a. White Bay. You are wasting his good years. <laughs> Corey Beerman. Who is that? Is that her husband? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The football player. He's a, I, didn't he's a cute... I, I didn't know his name was Corey. What it's is she Croy. Called? It's Croy. Croy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. AKA White Corey. So, white guys. Are okay. Named Croy. Okay. And black guys are named Corey. 
Okay, because I was like, man, I thought he had like a goofy name. And it was just like, his name is really Corey. Oh my God. And it was just like, no, okay. His name is still Croy. It's still goofy. Okay. Yeah. I've never, and I'm like, Croy, where y'all getting these names from? Old Arnold Schwarzenegger movies? What's going on? Oh, I wonder if, he's, if his dad or somebody was named with a K or something. Uh, and somebody else was maybe named Troy. And they just, you know, they smashed it together. Because that's what it sounds It sounds like. That's what that sounds yeah. like. That sounds like a, you know, somebody getting creative to appease some people or something or dedicates something to somebody or whatever. Yeah. Probably. That sounds about right. You wasting him and his cute butt. I ain't got time for this. Like, what? Ugh. She is just garbage. Making a song about wig. I mean, after your black, after your black castmates dragged you about your wig that you've been wearing for ten years. <laughs> I I I kind of want to hear the song to see if it's read or if it's sung the way I read I read it, or if it's okay. faster because if it's a dance song and the beat is like doom 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 in that case it would go my wig my wig my wig and my wig my wig my wig yeah I'm just trying to figure out how the cadence of this goes as a as somebody who writes it's kind of like driving me nuts but I don't want it to be on my show. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I don't want it to be in my head, so I'm also, fine. So instead, I'm just going to imagine, this is going to be like Scott Pilgrim. I'm just going to imagine that you're saying he. Um, mm. I'm, I'm just going to imagine that her song is really Lookout DJ, Lookout Weekend. Yeah, that feels mm. better. Jumping music, fresh DJs. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Look out weekend, cause here I come. Because weekends were made for fun. Now that song is out of my head and all as well. <laughs> so in today's uh section of awe, which if you don't remember, awe stands for adventures in working with white women. Uh a New Jersey mayor, it doesn't always have to be me, y'all. Uh a New Jersey mayor was forced to apologize for racist comments his 80-year-old white mother made on Facebook towards Korean-Americans, a group that makes up more than 50% of his borough's population. Oh, my God. Wow. That's sad. NJ.com reported that Lorraine Rotundo, uh, mother of Palisades Park Mayor James Rotundo, made a Facebook post saying she wanted to leave the town to its aging population after her apparent anger at the borough's Korean speakers. Quote, because, you know, when when they say it like that, it sounds nice when you say it like that. It sounds proper. Like, that's not that bad. She wanted to leave the town to the aging population. She just wants to, you know, just leave, like, 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 I just don't want to gentrify it. Like, right? Like, she made that sound all pretty. Nope. Quote, (laughs) let the goddamn koreans have this fucking town the mayor's mother wrote (sighs) all of us americans are so done 
I'm gonna uh, suggest that only English be spoken in our borough hall, at least while an American is still the mayor. But wait, <sighs> there's more. Oh God. Any American working there has no idea what's going on because Korean is mostly spoken there, not English. She continued before apologizing to her son and adding that, as your mom, I cannot be, I, I cannot be quiet. Wow. So, uh, yes, the hell you can. So, her saying, like, she going to leave it to the Asian population, going to leave the town to the Asian population. Yeah, that, it sounds racist. Because who says mm-hmm. that? <laughs> who says, racist. I'm gonna, That's I'm who leave the town. I'm going to just leave the town to the Asian population. Like, uh, that don't make any sense. Like, uh, there's no reason to say later, that. See you later, Glenda. Bye. Uh. <laughs> In his own post, Mayor Rotundo had the temerity, the unmitigated gall, to claim that he had never known his mom was a racist. Quote, yesterday, my 80-year-old mother, who I love dearly, remember, she's 80. She, I'm going to put that out there so you guys know she's 80. Be nice to this 80-year-old white woman. Yesterday, my dear saints of an 80-year-old mother, who I love dearly, put up a very inappropriate Facebook message that she sincerely regrets, he wrote. Mm. She has apologized and retracted her statement. I have never heard my mom talk like this before, and I believe her when she says she is mortified and did not mean those hurtful things. She just, Mm. you know, typed them out on Facebook, which 80-year-old women, not so popular with. Got on Facebook, typed out this hateful thing, looked at it a couple times, made sure words were capitalized like goddamn and fucking and American, made sure, you know, it's sung just a little bit, and then... (laughs) Oh my goodness. She slipped and fell down a flight of stairs, and God teleported her back up the stairs, and as she fell out the sky because God teleported her, her finger hit enter. And I'm going to say this, just as a reminder, this is Rashani. You're listening to all. Any white person over the age of 60, I think is racist as fuck. Based on the fact that they grew up in a time where racism was not only uh, allowed, it was encouraged. They, it, it's in them. Even if they fight against it, it's in them. I have cousins whose parents did drugs while they were pregnant with them. Whoa. Even though they have not touched any drugs in their entire life, in the 80s and the 90s, white folks were quick to call them crack babies and saying that they had a higher, uh, a higher risk of doing drugs and breaking into people's buildings. They judged them and called them thugs. So you know what? I'm turning the tables. If you're 60 years old or older, even if you're not a racist, you grew up in that culture and meshed in it. It's in you. There's a good chance you're just going to blow up and shoot at a black person or call a Korean person out of their name or fucking post on Facebook about how you hate 50% of your son's constituency. But walk with her as she walks with Jesus. She's mortified mm. that she press enter. I, I bet she is. 
No, I, I, mean, I really think she is. I mean, that that's what's messed up about these people when they do this shit. They do this shit. They meant that shit. But they are actually probably, they feel bad. But it's just like, they don't necessarily feel bad at the people that, you know, whose feelings they hurt and all that kind of shit. They just feel bad about themselves, you know, which nobody, you know, nobody can do anything with you feeling bad about yourself. It's just like, you feel bad about yourself. Okay, great. But, you know, that's not going to help. That's not helping a person whose feelings you hurt, you know, the your impact. You just, you just focused on, you still focus on you. You know, you was focused on you and how you felt and being shitty. And now somebody's saying you shitty and now, oh, I feel bad. Mm, you still focus on you. Fuck you. you know? The other reason why I feel personally, and again, this is Rashani, you're listening to all adventures in working with white women. Mm. Um, only on single simulcast. Um, the reason why I feel like she really feels badly about it is this. The elders Rotundo's comments came after a tight primary race between the mayor and Christopher Chung, a Korean American councilman. Ma! <laughs> Ma! Come on. Fucking come on, Ma. Ma. Mm. All the fucking times, Ma. Mm. Ma. So- so she popped off. Up so she popped off because of a close race with another. I get. I. I. I mean, this. This man is the. The candidate was also Korean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so she. So she popped off because the race was close. But did dude win? Oh, at this point in time, uh, it says Chung had a lead of about eighteen votes over Rotundo. Though the Bergen County Board of Elections told NorthJersey.com that there are still roughly 100 provisional ballots, ballots to be counted. Oh. And he's going to make sure that those votes get counted. Ma. Ma. Meatloaf. Ma. Fucking apologize, Ma. This some, I told you not to say that stuff out loud. Now I got to say that you're not a racist. Yes, I know you're a racist, Ma. Yes, I know you worked hard at this. Yes. Yes, you've been practicing these. I've heard you say these before. Yes. And when I asked you what you would say, you just say, get the ice. Like, I know. Ma, fucking, I, I know. We've lived here our whole life. But, Ma, not right now. Don't be racist in public. Be mm-hmm. racist. Yes, when you have the hood on, that's when you can say whatever you want. <laughs> when you have the hood of privacy on, that's what you call. That's what you told me it was, right? The hood of privacy. Whenever you had that on, you turn invisible and you can say whatever you want, and I'm not allowed to hear you. Yes, I remember. Yes, yes, yes. The white hood, the one with the point. Yes, I'm never allowed to touch it. Yes, and I don't get to ask where you're going. Just know that it's not fucking bingo. Mm, mm, mm. But ma, is- fucking Ooh. ma, fucking racist ma. That is so hilarious to me that even in what she said, literally what she said is racist. You still go, my mom's not a racist. I'm sorry. What do you want to classify her as? There literally is no other way you can classify her. I'm confused. I'm just as surprised as y'all are. Like, who says that? Your mom. I for one am shocked. Shocked. (laughs) That's because they always. That's because white. That's because white people defend other white people you know mm-hmm. regardless that's 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 the whole that's their mo it's just like something happens 
and they're quick to you know say well oh that person is nice that person is this that person was having a hard time just all just like run down all the different excuses of why this person isn't quote unquote bad because they can't take somebody being categorized as bad even though this person this woman did a bad thing you know this woman but they act like they act like racism is the worst thing that they could possibly do, but don't yeah. work to make it where they won't do those racist things anymore. They don't investigate why they think that the way that they think or why they react the way that they react. They just want to go around, running around, acting like they're not affected by this bullshit. Then somebody pops off and then they're quick to run around. No, that person's not. Oh, no, I've never heard that in my life. Oh, my God. I'm so, oh, oh, whatever. Fuck you. I just want to get this same type of defense when we get pulled over or I'm just throwing this out there, murdered by cops. Um, nah, they weren't a thug. No. What? What? No. But nobody ever stands up for us. Let an 80 year old white woman say a three or four paragraph diatribe against Korean Americans and name fucking names. Name the city. Say real Americans, like she hit every single bullet point for racism. Everyone, but she's not she racist. paid racist bingo, bingo. <laughs> she and out? she didn't even need the free space. <laughs> we playing blackout of America. <laughs> I'm trying to. I mean, for real, for Damn. real. Um, real quick, what up, Gerald? Hey, y'all. What up? <laughs> Nothing. Thanks for the invite. No worries whatsoever. Tell them something about your show real quick. Uh, we don't have Stephanie to do that anymore because she's just a part of the family. <laughs> okay. I mean, I want to be part of the family too, but buy black podcast, buy black, build a new black Wall Street, uh, interviewing these black business owners, connecting them with the community, connecting the community with them, and I'm doing it every week. That's me. So uh, this week on Twitter, International House of Pancakes. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even let me finish. International oh, House of Pancakes turned into a bunch of gangbangers. Man, set tripping. Like a motherfucker. Tripping. Big back being bull. <laughs> Nigga, the we hell? used to do this Woo! all day long. Where you been at, boy? We used to play this game called BB Bridges. Where if you said anything that started with the letter B, you get stole on. But if you said anything that started with the letter C, you get punched in the stomach. Aw, man. Now everybody got to learn their ABBs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want some Bocklet Bit bookies. <laughs> oh, my God. And Buzzing. to watch all the other restaurants, man, apparently, <laughs> it's going to be going on all week. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> So instead of when they flipped it upside down, I was like, okay, these niggas ain't that smart. What they're about to do is quite simply make it into the international house of breakfast, you know, cause they were doing the French toast already and they're doing crepes and all this stuff that isn't pancakes. So just make it. I hob the international house of breakfast. I'm bull with that. <laughs> I can't even be mad about that, but these folks decided that their best bet blood was to go ahead and say that IHOB stands for International House of Burgers. That's what the Bane said. 
on Monday, and it appears hmm. to not be some fully promotional campaign, campaign or practical joke. Most hmm. of the logos on his website have been banged to reflect this new IHOB name and feature front and venter or promotions for his new line of burgers. It reads, our new burgers are so good, we banged our name. <laughs> IHOP will now offer seven burgers on his menu to start, including a mushroom and Swiss burger, which, by the way, Denny's already got, a Bowboy burger, a Bowboy barbecue burger with bacon blood, barbecue sauce, and onion rings, and a big brunch burger with bacon fried egg bees and hash brown shoestring potatoes. Why the fuck would you do this? What? Can y'all just work on pancakes? Can y'all bring back my banana nut pancakes? Y'all make me sick. First of all, <laughs> y'all can't even get fucking pancakes right. And y'all like, let's go and move on the burgers. No, no, no. Stay in your lane. And the, Stay in your lane. And the first thing these niggas do as soon as they step out into the street is get ran over by Wendy's. Child, <laughs> let me tell you something. You don't want no smoke with somebody who got a damn mixtape. Who do you think you are, Drake? <laughs> what the hell? It's like watching Drake and Pusha T all over again. It's like, ugh. Boy. What are you doing? What What are you doing? And Burger King up in this too. It's like, what the hell? Man, five guys come through here and I quit Twitter. Oh, you know, <laughs> because Burger King realizes that what they can do at this point in time is simply, this is punching down. IHOP should have never done this. Like, why? Nope. Why? This is like, this is like, this is like when your older brother standing out on the block shooting baps. Uh, with the big homies, and you show up, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? And you're like, I just want to try it. I hopped to all these burger places on Twitter and was like, you know what? You know it'd be smart. You know it'd be edgy. You know it'd be jiggy. If we change our complete and total and utter fabric into being burgers. They are now fucking Red Robin. <laughs> I, this is I don't know this whole campaign is just it's really silly but I just wonder how it comes off uh, in I guess in real life you know because you can do anything you want to do you know on the internet and you know we're talking about it and everything but it's like is that going to like are y'all really going to flip the P at at the spot like i mean that's really all they got to do is just flip it flip the p and now it's a b but i mean like y'all really gonna have people come out there and, and, and slip the letter or whatever y'all creating like whole new lighting things y'all gonna change your menus you're gonna do just all like for real like y'all really really gonna do this stuff um, it seems like a, a foolish publicity thing mm-hmm. I, I, just, they just added some burgers you know i have burgers are not bad no, I'm like okay. I'm not crazy, right? They did have burgers before. They had yeah, burgers. They, they've always had. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just I don't under I don't understand. Yeah, no, they never deviated from having burgers. 
their burgers huh. were there. Like they had lunch. It's just niggas didn't care because that's what I thought. I'm like, I know I'm not going crazy. I'm like, I could have swore they already had burgers on their menu. Yeah, they always it's have just, burgers. You just don't burgers. go there for burgers. I'm like, what you going to I for? Uh, nigga, I need some pancakes because I'm hung, I'm drunk as shit, exactly. and I need some pancakes to soak up this damn alcohol. Now they done fucked off the whole grandparent after church spot. Nope. Hey, grandma, Granny. You to IHOP and get some pancakes? Nah, baby, they make burgers now. <laughs> you can't go there for no pancakes. They ain't got no. You know where you can get pancakes from? You can get pancakes from Granny's place. Right. The fucking IHOP. See, they're gonna drive people to the Waffle House. <laughs> and that's exactly what I was about to say, Stephanie. <laughs> still, our breakfast. Hey, go Daryl. go talk about the Waffle House again. I'm sorry, but I, I, I feel like it's a conspiracy. Waffle House done already fucked off all the black people in the world. That was their only constituency. And then we was like, well, I guess we got to go back to Waffle House, or not Waffle House, IHOP, because we done already turned off Denny's. And then Waffle House are, damn, I can't get Waffle House off the brain. IHOP is like, guess, I, <laughs> guess what, niggas? We ain't pancakes no more. <laughs> I can't have breakfast at 2 o'clock in the morning. Now, how about that? I can't Curfew. wait. No, 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 no. If anybody going, nah, you, there's still pancakes at IHOP or IHOB. Don't don't go to the Waffle House. <laughs> don't, there's no, no, because you, nah, nah, if, when the revolution comes, we starting with you if you go into the Waffle House. So, <laughs> but I can't go to you IHOP. stay your ass at the crib. I, I can't go to IHOP because I am literally petrified of the day that 55 crips show up at IHOP like I read your Twitter, nigga. <laughs> but they're changing the B's to P's. They're not changing the C's to B. I mean, we know our ABB's. We know our ABB's. And we know care. what time it is. Nigga, we can't... Crips, crips like, we don't care. the shit out of IHOP. So, hold up. Hey, who... So who was it? Who was that that put out the the crypt call on Kanye? I need him to do that. The crypt alert! Like that's where the meeting is at IHOB. Everybody meet us at the IHOB. Oh man, the crypt alert is nothing but one of those life alert. <laughs> I'm falling and I can't get up. Walk it off, crypt walk. Um. But yeah, nah, we abbreviate your patience. Nigga, you don't even know how to do this right. How you trying to step in this guy? That's the other thing that had me hot, though. Real talk. The fact that they were trying to be cute by appropriating what they thought was gang language and gang culture. Mm-hmm. Changing the P's and the B's, like the B's and the C's and the C's and the B's and all that kind of shit. I, I really do, and I've said this before, I really do feel some sort of way about all these white companies appropriating black culture to make uh, a bit more money. I'm just waiting for Denny's to turn into Benny's. Oh. Or pennies, because we're going to serve pancakes now. There's a void. like. But the yeah. North remembers. Fuck Denny's. Uh, uh, <laughs> a nigga ran into uh, IHOB and was like, yeah, I tried it, so then y'all don't have to, and their burgers still suck ass. What? Yeah, that happened too. So, apparently, it's fuck IHOB. Uh, Y'all need to just go ahead and have those, uh, go back to having the butter pecan syrup that niggas deserve in the Mm. first place. Here we go. And you know what? It's that same website that'll just talk about the racist grandmother. 
NJ.com, True Jersey. We tried IHOPs. Fine, IHOPs, stupid burgers, so you don't have to. You're welcome. <laughs> good morning to everybody except the person who thought it was a good idea to change IHOP to IHOP. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, all you got, man, all you would have had to do was just say we got burgers now like every or not even that we got burgers now but we have new burgers just like everybody else rolls out new shit you know like they could have put black people in the commercial like <laughs> or whatever like if they could have put mary j blige in that daggone commercial oh they would have probably dragged oh. mary. they would have dragged mary just like they dragged mary for that, that <laughs> i know <laughs> I still remember the song though. The song is hitting though. We could get more Mary J. Blige dancing. Crispy chicken. Crispy (laughs) bricken. Crispy (laughs) bricken. Oh, they ate all of them and said that all they wanted was for the diarrhea to stop and the pancakes to come back. That's long story short. See, this is what happens when y'all take off the banana nut pancakes. This is exactly what happened. All I go there for is the butter pecan syrup. That just tells me that somebody, uh-uh, somebody didn't wash their hands when they was cooking. That's, mm-mm. Mm. That's gross. So, oh, my nasty. God. The last time I was in an IHOP, I got sick, and I have not been back, and that has to have been, like, two years. Yeah, mm. that's bad. Like, it, like, like I'm, I'm of the mind that, like, if you go someplace and the food, like, it makes you sick like that, like, gastrointestinal shit, somebody was dirty. Like, that's not the food. That's the They dirty. The cook's dirty. Nasty. Maury Povich just is birdie. a red carpet invite to Drake <laughs> to come on his show, take a paternity test, and prove once and for all if he's got a kid. Oh. You are. You are not the not father. father. You're not joking. <laughs> we got Maury at LAX on Thursday, and to say he's eager to have Drake come on his show and take a DNA test that proves his paternity would be an understatement. Maury said he's also offered his expertise to other rappers in the past. Most recently, a lie detector test to Cardi B and Offset who went through a rough patch shortly before she announced she's pregnant. Hmm. <laughs> like, it's awesome. I didn't Are even you know Maury still doing this. Like, oh. like, is this... At one point, uh, all Jerry Springer was was people fighting on his show. And I feel like all Maury is now is people doing paternity tests. I didn't even know that he was still oh, on TV. And lie detector tests. And lie detector Yeah. Well, Jer- well Maury, man... Maury, well, both of them, both of them were like, like, I didn't know it then, but obviously I can say it now, but they were like mad transphobic. Yes. Like, like, mad. it was like, guess which, guess which one is, and it was just like, mm -mm. Mm -hmm. so, but he's moved, obviously he's moved, uh, obviously Maury Povich, and it seems like Jerry Springer, they both moved away from that and everything, but it was definitely like, let's see which person looks the most like whatever, you know, gender they're portraying themselves, you know, like real shitty, 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 shitty shit, you know, that kind of thing. And it was like, yeah, didn't realize how fucked up it was, obviously, then, you know, 13 years old, just watching. But yeah, bad, real bad. Speaking of shitty, an Ontario teacher who slapped a student, let's just stop right there and just pause for a second. The fuck? An Ontario teacher who slapped a student and then told another one to, quote, lick me where I fart. 
<laughs> received a two-month license suspension on Monday after pleading guilty to professional misconduct for the second time in two years. Second time. Second time. Jennifer Elizabeth Green Johnson admitted to a troubling history of inappropriate comments at a hearing before an Ontario College of Teachers disciplinary committee. After she was pleading guilty, she nodded her head and mouthed guilty. She was forced to repeat herself so that the panel could actually hear her. The three-person committee followed the advice of Christine Wadsworth, the college's lawyer, and suspended Green Johnson's teacher license, teaching license for the next two months. She will also receive an official reprimand in her file and must take courses on anger management and maintaining boundaries with students. See, because what it happened was, during the 2015-2016 school year, the teacher told a student to, quote, lick me where I fart, after the student took some gum from Green Johnson's drawer and asked if her friend could have some. She told another one, it sounds like your ass cheeks are too close together. What? On March 26, 2015, Green Johnson was in her classroom with a student who was also a family friend. When his mother, a teacher at the school, joined them, the student ignored her. Green Johnson responded by slapping him in the head, calling him an idiot, and telling him to grow some balls. And then his mother, the teacher at the school, who's also a friend of hers, ratted her to fuck out. Ugh. Clearly, if it was only the three of them, somebody told. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you don't fuck with white women in enclosed spaces at work. Because she turned around, the white woman turned around and slapped somebody else's son. How dare you? But I was slapping him because he was ignoring you. I don't give a fuck. You don't touch Rupert, Okay. <laughs> Rupert. Rupert Rupert is a blessing to everybody and his ways are different than your ways so you don't touch him <laughs> I'm telling and just speed walked off and flipped her hair on another occasion a student offered to trade Green Johnson muffins for a passing grade Hmm. You may you you mean a bribe, Green Johnson asked. I'd be able to shit for a week because of all that fiber. On another occasion, she said "fuck you" to a student after he suggested that women were. Oh yeah, that I'll 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 allow that one. That one that's hero words right there. <laughs> On another occasion, she said "fuck you" to a student after he suggested that women were asking to be sexually assaulted. That's a hero post right there. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Days later, she criticized another student for looking like, quote, a frumpy old lady. So, yeah, we were up and now we're down again. Um, after hearing about the comment from a friend, the student wrote in a letter that she didn't have time to do her hair or makeup that day. Quote, I felt betrayed and bullied, the student wrote. She must be white, too. Explaining that she was so upset by Green Johnson's comments that she went to the girls' bathroom and cried. Green Johnson at that point in time received a six-day suspension without pay and was warned again about her behavior. But fuck it. Lick me where I fart, you son of a bitch. Oh, my God. In January 2016, they suspended the teacher's license for one month because that case focused on her inappropriate behavior during the 2011-2012 school year. How long has this fucker had tenure? After she saw a student climb on another student's back, she asked them, quote, so you like it from behind. She told her class she needed a microscope to find an actor's penis. 
and she called her students idiots and stupid. She also accidentally struck a student in the groin, causing him to fall to the floor in tears. Why does this sound like that uh, that movie with that white woman in it? Bad Teacher? Was that what it was called? With uh, 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 Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Yeah. I never even saw the movie. I'm just guessing that this is, you know, how it works. After serving her suspension and completing her courses, she's free to return to the school, where she's still listed as a teacher. Protecting white women at all costs. This is Ontario. Lick me where I fart! (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck says that? Man. What type of a space do you have to be in for that to be your combo move? Lick me where I fart! Somebody runs you off the road. Lick me where I fart. <laughs> Somebody's talking bad about you. I'm rubber to your glue. Lick me where I fart. <laughs> Lick me where I fart. Terrible. Who comes up with this crap? It sounds like the name of a porno. Uh, oh, look it up. Google it. It not, might be not one. on my computer. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Nah, man. That's like, man. <laughs> see, we go, we going into like places we don't need to go. Because I just shut see, down net neutrality. I, going into Twitter after dark. They will fuck me the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Speaking of licking people where they fart, oh my god! I just love how these are all connected today. Um, Henry Weaver says he's lived on his family's new Tripoli farm all his sixty-nine years. Old people again, not ages. Just pointing it out. Old people. Remember that. It's important. Licking where I fart. That one was uh, elderly. Like She was like older too. Like whole thing. Okay. So he's lived on the farm all his 69 years. 69 dudes. Though he spent a lot of time on the road. I remember that from when I was nine. Didn't even know what the fuck it meant and why that was the number they were thinking of. On Bill and Ted. I didn't even know because I was nine. But I still told everybody my favorite number was 69. Anyhow, though he spent a lot of time on the road when he worked as a truck driver, quote, I've seen a lot of highway in my time, he recalled. This is something different, though. Weaver on Friday was involved in a strange road rage confrontation, one that a Pennsylvania state police report summed up in one vague statement. The accused and the victim got into a road rage or into a road rage argument. Leading the accused to defecate on the victim. Oh, wow. Weaver says he doesn't have a computer or a cell phone, but that he's got a number of messages asking about the incident. On Monday, Weaver reached at his home, offered a blunt, matter-of-fact explanation. He called the situation... Golly, this is magical. He called the situation the regrettable effect of irritable bowel syndrome. No, no. What? Uh Uh-uh. No. Quote. What? Quote. I've put up with it for years, he said. You get worked up and you're going to have to go. I couldn't control my bowels. And he was right there. It's as simple as that. Oh, please. Oh, fuck you. like... He like he out here talking about irritable bowel syndrome like that like the like the irritable bowel syndrome made him make the choice 
to shit on somebody. Mm-hmm. Literally. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not how that works. You, you know, you, a light bulb went off in your head when you felt the urge. And instead of like feeling like, nah, I can't fuck with you right now, you know, <laughs> and you go find a bathroom, you decided to shit on somebody. Like, fuck out of here. He said a car pulled out in front of him on Route 309, startling him. And so he got angry and followed him. Stupid. They stopped near the intersection of 309 and Route 100 per state police, where Weaver said the two men got out of their cars and exchanged words. Weaver said there was no fighting or physical contact, but the two were standing close together. He got stressed, and then he said it had to happen. He couldn't control himself and wound up going on the other man's pants leg. He was right against me. He was right there, Weaver said. I had to drop it. <laughs> he just he just got me worked up. Something the physics of that just happen. does not make sense. No. <laughs> like, like there's no way y'all are arguing and he happens to be behind you against your ass while y'all are arguing over uh, traffic and you shit on his leg. Like, no. Hey, something, hey, had, on... something had to turn to, to get there. Like, he had to he had to do a spin move or something to get his ass in place to drop the shit on this man's leg. It, he didn't just, oh, my bad, bro. Hey, hey, man, I put on my blinker. I don't, I, look, dude, I had my blinker on. I, I made sure that there was two car space between me and the car in front of me when I pulled over. You weren't even in the air. What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing with your belt? Are you about to try and whip me? Are you about to try and wh- what the fuck are you doing with your, what the fuck? What the fuck? Nope. And scene. See, <laughs> what happens when you watch way too much Law and Order SVU because you look at situations going, yeah, that don't make no sense. Shitty victims unit? Yep. yep. Okay. Wow. I'm shit saying, does happen. This whole situation just shitty. <laughs> I ain't got shit to say. Well, look, if you get into a fight, either you got to shit or <laughs> get off the pot. That's basically Oh, my what God. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was like, dude. You literally hit me. Slap the shit out of me. <laughs> no. I mean, shit happens. Doo doo. Maybe he thought about maybe he thought about jail and it scared the shit out of him. Mm-mm. I mean, sometimes you gotta do do what you gotta do. No. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is single sound okay. Uh, this is Ray, uh, a.k.a. Black Show Bob, and you're listening to Single Simulcast. Hey, everybody, this is Gerald Jones from the Buy Black Podcast, and you're listening to Single Simulcast. I've been drinking a whole bottle of wine through this episode. This is the first podcast I've been on where I've been allowed to drink, and I'm loving it. Y'all keep listening. This is Aaron Rand Freeman. All my clones are dead, and you're listening to Single Simulcast. Hey, this is Sherazar, a.k.a. Shami, a.k.a. Random Mass from the Third Side, also known as Some Call Me Sunshine. As always, this is Single Simulcast. 
That was, that was sensational. sensational. Single simulcast of Shirley Surface Beatley. Remember, Bitches. put a coaster under that. <laughs> Single simulcast wants your reviews. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, or wherever you listen to us. Tag Single Simulcast with the screenshot of your review on Facebook or use the hashtag SSCast on Twitter. Enjoy the rest of the show. Hello, this is Stephanie from the Mocha Menace Podcast. If you can hear my voice, that means you're tuning in to two of my faves, Rayshani and Shantae Fabulous of the single Simulcast. Congrats, you made a really good choice today. You want to make another good choice? Check me out on the Mocha Minutes podcast. You won't be disappointed if you're tuning in to the single simulcast. You're going to love the Mocha Minutes podcast too. You can find the Mocha Minutes podcast wherever you find your podcast. We'd love to have you tune in. Okay. Bye. Who Raised You podcast is a kitchen table conversation between Karen, Jalian Yang, and Treasure Shields Redmond. <laughs> As we explore how culture, family, and intersecting identities pave our way toward liberation, we want to know who raised you. We're curious and sometimes a bit irritated. Sit down. We have lots to talk about. Hi, this is your man, Jeremy, from the Crown of College podcast, and you are listening to Single Simulcast with my man, Rashani and Shantae Fabulous. Your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. And I'm your favorite podcaster. So that should be your favorite podcaster. Because I'm your fave, fave, and your fave, fave. Check them out on Single Simulcast. And check out Crown of Collars. Find wherever you can find great podcasts and the CSPN Network. My name is Jordan Redfield Wade. Well, well, well. If it isn't the so-called people's champion. By day, I'm a philanthropist and private investigator. You risk your own life to try and protect someone who needed it. If that's what's needed to be a hero, then I want to help. But by night, I protect the people of New York City in a different way. My name, champ, is Redwing. Do I need to count the sheer number of felonies you committed today? As she lay dying, I promised my mother that I would fight for those who couldn't fight for themselves. And I refused to let her down. I would do anything to keep you safe. You know that. Anything. Even murder? If that's what it took, then yes. I am the defender of New York City. Justice is not something you can manufacture. I am Red Wing. Are you interested in supporting this black podcast? Awesome. Become a Patreon member at www.patreon.com slash single simulcast. And for $5, you'll be able to chat with the hosts during our monthly Q&Awesome awesome session. You can also support the show via our Teespring store at teespring.com slash stores slash single dash simulcast. And get a shirt or a mug. You also have the option to put a little something in our cup at paypal.me slash single simulcast. Uh-oh. I'm trying to remember how they started it. This is not a drill, niggas. Jigga. No. Um. <laughs> is that how it started? Uh. No. That was that throw your hands up song. So, anyways. Um. 
Tacos, what the motherfucking name? Tacos, and what are they getting them over at Taco Bell? Why? Because the Warriors won a game in Cleveland. Well, they won twice, so do we get two days of Taco Days? Anyhow, anyways, tomorrow, today, when you hear this show, today, June 13th, go get a taco between 2 and 6 p.m. You deserve the runs. <laughs> Ooh, can I get a naked taco? Hmm. No, you cannot get a spicy chicky. Gotta chicken. be a... It's got to be a Doritos Locos taco. Which the oh. it don't taste the show don't taste like nothing. All these kids is like, "Yo, this is the best taco ever." I'm like, "It don't taste like no Doritos." You know it really don't. Take a bag of 99 cent Doritos, take your happy ass home, put some taco meat over the top of that or some chili and just have some nachos. You're welcome. Pretty much. But I So the real deal though. The real deal on this, I'm sorry, but I, I have to I have to put further out with PSA. So the way that Taco Bell does this, because I know this from last year, is they give you one taco for every person that is in your car. Oh. So if you are, have access to small people that might be <laughs> five to nine years old, like I have three of them, and my wife doesn't need beef or pork, so I throw her in the car too. You fill your vehicle up with as many human beings as you possibly can, and you go to every Taco Bell in your area, and you get one taco per person that's in your car. You can eat and diarrhea like kings and queens and non-binary to your heart's content on June 13th. Also, I want to point out that I'm childish, and at one point you said, here's the deal, though, and I heard, here's the deal, though, because... <laughs> That's how I get down. So I heard that. Here's oh, Gerald said dildo. Look, and yes. I and I just got done listening to uh, your last Dream Team show, and, and let's oh, just say, God, bro, that was just, <laughs> there was Look, too much going on. Yo, is that what y'all when y'all were y'all talking about Blumpkins on that episode? Were y'all? Have? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And and it's strange, strange. That's what I should have named the show was Strange Bedfellows. Because the first half of the show is nothing but nasty sex maneuvers. Oh my god! And See, because somebody half of the show is all mental health conversation. It was. It was like it was. It was like struggle. It was like one kind of struggle, and then it went to like a completely different emotional kind of struggle. But y'all, y'all had me. Y'all had me going on that one. I was, I was shaking my head and just trying not to take my headphones out the first half. And in the second half, I was like, man, I'm a, I'm a shitty friend. (laughs) (laughs) I swear I was, I was like, man, I need to call Derek. (laughs) You know what? No, it's okay. Um, look, people, the thing is nine times out of 10, your friend, the one that you don't talk to because you don't want that negative energy around you and they're such a Debbie Downer all the time, they're going to lie to you when you contact them and say how you're doing. So you're going to start to assume that they're just okay all the time, even when they're not. So when they're really not okay and they don't want to lie about it anymore, they can't reach out to you, but you won't call them because you don't like their energy. I'm just going to put that out there. So this dude, uh, in a deadly hit and run, uh, crash um yeah he was arrested on wednesday after a deadly hit and run crash in boston uh and he made no apologies before he was taken into custody saying it was just quote an unfortunate situation 
The Boston Police Department said in a news release that Foshan Fitz of Brighton, Massachusetts, was arrested on charges of motor vehicular homicide and leaving the scene of an accident after causing death. The crash happened at around 12.50 p.m. on Commonwealth Avenue. Uh, he struck a man in his 80s and then kept driving. Hours later, uh, the news reporter, Boston 25 news reporter, found Fitz, who confessed on camera to leaving the scene of the crash after striking a man. Quote, I was listening to my music, and as I was driving, I was driving too quick. I was driving too quick to the point where I couldn't really stop, and it was a green light, Fitz told Boston 25 News. As the guy was walking, the light was green. I'm driving and I'm pressing the horn, pressing the horn, beep, beep. It was either I was going to die and crash into a pole. And when it comes down to it, accidents happen. The 23-year-old told Boss 25 uh, that he's not a Stone Cold killer. Quote, I didn't do nothing on purpose, he told the television station. People hit and run people all the time. It just happened to be an unfortunate situation where I was driving. Police said they didn't have enough evidence to arrest him until he uh, got on the news. Wow. When asked if he should have stopped after striking the man, Fitz stood by his decision. Quote, first off, golly, I apologize profusely for pausing right there. But whenever I say first off, the next lines that run through my head immediately are words from hit him up. And so I have to let them filter out first because otherwise it'll be first off, fuck you and the click you claim. And I, I had to stop the bick you bang. Um, first off, I was scared and worried because I didn't know what could happen. That's why I left. I said, God forbid, I hope he's okay. He told Boston 25. I'm a real gangster. I'm a real gangster, not in a bad way. I'm a gangster because I help out the community and I look out for the youth. I know that's why everybody got my back, my family. I'm not scared. It is what it is. If I read that again, it still wouldn't make sense. Nope, it wouldn't. I'm a real gangster, not in a bad way. (laughs) But yeah, dude said these things happen. People get hit and run all the time. I will take your silence for compliance. You are all guilty. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, it's not much. I mean,. I mean, I guess we'll see what happens to this dude, you know, as far as getting arrested and everything. Whether or not he's going to go to jail, you know, in the end. Because they, they could find him, like, you know, you get the right lawyer, make up some shit, say, the, the you know, he's honking his horn and this and that and try to blame the person that got hit and everything. Fuck, dude, fuck around and get off. Brazen drug dealers on trial for a stabbing were caught passing weed to one another in the dock in front of a shock judge. Wait, what? Yeah. Khalid Latif and Cooney Eljack slashed their victims with knives over a 15-pound debt at their North London home in January last year. And appearing in the dock at Blackfriars Crown Court, Latif passed cannabis to Eljack as the jury was being sworn in. Oh, my God. 
The pair then struggled with a dock officer as a bemused judge looked on, and Latif was later fined 100 pounds for possession of cannabis on top of a string of other charges. <sighs> judge Michael Simon said, I, I suspect that my face may have displayed some disquiet. It, it just seemed to me to be completely inappropriate. Yo, dog. Yo, yo, yo. You bring that? You bring that? Yeah, man. But um, we're in. I don't give a fuck. You bring that? I need that Shrek. You bring that Shrek? Pass to me under the table. Pass to me under the table. Hey, dog. It's a it's an open table in the front, though. The judge is like far enough away that he literally can see what we're doing. Just keep it down, man. Keep it down. Just put it inside this paper. Spark that shit. Yeah. That's that. <laughs> Kush, nigga! <coughs> Not guilty. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm just saying, you know, accidents happen. People smoke weed in jail all the time. Mm. So, Ooh. a waitress... Uh, was fired from her job uh, <laughs> after saying "you get them niggers" in a video that she that went viral. Uh, she says she's sorry, but she claims that she's not a racist and that she has black friends. Wow! Oh, yeah. she's using the oh she went old school. Bingo! She went old school with it because I feel like I feel like there's some black I'm sure, I feel like there's some white people who pop off. And they have gotten the the uh, fire slapped out of the, it. Well, not even no, because they ain't getting they ain't getting slapped. But they've gotten the the picture that that is not a valid uh, rebuttal or defense of their stuff. So they're coming. They're trying to come up with different things, you know. To you know, as far as that kind of stuff is concerned. So the yeah, I can't. She went. You know, I got black friends. Yeah, what she need to say is I got black cousins. Which will make you black, which then people will be like, oh, okay, my bad. I got black buzzings. Um, Tabitha Duncan told the Daily News on Tuesday that she was with people that she barely knew when she Mm -hmm. used the N-word. I was underage drinking and I said something stupid, she said. The brief and disturbing Snapchat video starts with somebody saying, so we going nigger hunting today or what? Oh, Jesus. We're going uh. nigger hunting, someone else responds. Then Duncan says, you get them niggers. People she barely knew, but she's comfortable. Uh-huh. The video. That means you say this word all the time. Yeah, but, you know, only around her black friends. Um, the video, <laughs> likely recorded in Jefferson County, where Duncan lives, was posted on Facebook on Sunday and has been viewed thousands of times. The identities of the others in the video, not immediately known. Uh, the social bar and grill in St. Louis said in a statement on Monday that it has immediately terminated the employee who made the vow discussing an offensive video. Uh, the incendiary comments made by this employee absolutely do not represent the views, opinions, and policies of social bar and grill and its owners, nor will they be tolerated in any fashion. Guess what? She had reportedly also recently joined the U.S. Air Force as well. And the Air Force is, quote, looking into the matter. Mm-hmm. The Jefferson County resident says she was drunk and is so so she was underage drinking as well, uh, and is so sorry for what happened and claims she is not racist. "Quote: 
I was intoxicated, she said. I have black friends. I have black people in my family. There it is! Bingo. Black cousins. I have black friends. I have black people in my family. I didn't mean it. I, and then she completely ruins all of that stuff that she just set up by this one. I didn't know I was being recorded. She says she's she's no longer friends with the woman who posted the video on Snapchat. I bet. Uh, Of course. Racist white lady. Can can we just, can we, can we finally just come to an agreement that, um, so I have, um, I have friends who, you know, used to be, you know, jock type people, uh, love to be in the gym get pumped up, blah, 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 all this stuff, right? And and they would tell me about, you know, the the, the, the stigma around steroids. I'm like, you, you know, steroid rage and all this stuff. You take steroids and it turns you into this asshole, right? But then the people who I knew who actually took, they were like, no, it, it doesn't. It just amplifies your personality. Mm-hmm. Whatever kind of personality you have, you're going to be more you when you're on steroids, right? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like ambient and alcohol, and all <laughs> of these other inhibitors, they do the same thing. It just, it makes your filter stop functioning temporarily. It's not making you racist. It's just making it where you can't stop that racist shit that lives inside of you from coming out for a little bit. It just makes you more you for a period where we get to see who you really are. So don't be told, well, I was drinking... And I was ambient in, and I was, and that made me racist. No, it made your filter stop functioning temporarily, and we got to see the real you. Which you know, That's it. I'm okay with seeing the real racist. I'd much rather see that than be surprised later on. And I feel like it's my civic duty to make sure that you're racist, or it's your civic duty to make sure that you're racist in front of me as soon as possible, so I don't bring you around my friends. Because my friends will fuck you the fuck up. And then they'll look at me sideways for bringing you around them. That's why I just don't trust it. Can't trust it. Period. Sad story. <clears throat> Not that. This. Not that at all. This. That one was fucking hilarious. This one. Um, black friends. Camille Mobley. Uh, it's been over a year since Camille Mobley, who was kidnapped as a newborn was found alive and well, living happily with the woman who kidnapped her. In that time, the kidnapper, Gloria Williams, was tried and recently sentenced to 18 years in prison. And Camille was reunited with her biological family. But what may have seemed like a fairy tale ending to a heartbreaking story is apparently not meant to be. Camille openly acknowledges that she still loves her imposter mom and speaks to a woman regularly, sending her biological mother into a despair that has caused a gaping chasm between them. Mm. This frustration has led the older Mobley to issue a heart-wrenching ultimatum to her 19-year-old daughter. Quote, I shouldn't have to compete with a kidnapper. She had to pick one of us, Shannara said. 
Nobody acknowledges my pain. I feel like I'm being robbed all over again. Every time she reaches out to my daughter, she added. Every phone call they share, every Mother's Day card Camille sends to her, it just makes the pain worse. I'm being rejected for a kidnapper. How do you think that feels? And I just want to stop and say I see both sides. I do too. And that's crazy. Absolutely. But if you got kidnapped as a newborn, you and you've only known this one person for 19 years, that's your mom. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty yeah. Much. Like it's like like I, I understand and I, I I see both sides of this too. At the same time though, as a parent like like some like yes, there's gonna be times where you're gonna do ultimatums and stuff, but this is the wrong This is not ultimatum. the way to go. like this is the yeah. wrong time to put an ultimatum on somebody. This is like this or this is the wrong kind. You know, this is not if you don't come back, you know, I'm gonna take your PlayStation kind of ultimatum. Like this is not that kind of thing. Like you're basically you're ignoring like like yes, what happened hurt you, but you're ignoring the feelings of your child. And that's really, and that's some shit that happened. I think that's something that any parent could, you know, like regardless of the situation, you can't do that because mm-hmm. you're basically just creating a situation where the child's just going to put in a, you know, continue to put a wall up between y'all. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So can I say, I, so I can, I can kind of relate to this, in real life. So uh, in the break, I was talking about my son, right? So my son is 16 years old. He was born when I was 19. So I'm in, you know, I'm in college. He's born. I mean, I'm young in the military. There's all kinds of deployments and things happening. And the long and short of it is that, you know, I get custody of him when he's three months old. And then he basically is raised by my mom because I'm, I'm in and out deploying this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. And so all the way up until he was 11 years old, it was him and his grandma, right? Um, and then, you know, I grow up, I get married, I get a stable place, and I'm like, okay, it's time for him to come be with us. But we spent like four years trying to, and this was me being an immature, you know, being an immature father, trying to break him of calling her mom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your your stepmom is mom. She takes care of you every day. This and the other blah, blah. And it and it's just you. You basically are telling this child the thing, the person who has made you who you are up to this point, whether it's 11 years or 19 years. I need you to stop thinking of them as the person who they really are to you, because that makes me uncomfortable. And I need to change your worldview so that you put me where I want to be, and then now we can move forward. And that is just a complete unfair and wrong thing to put on a kid, and it does. It it, it drove a wedge between me and him. It drove a wedge between you know him and and my wife, and then it it almost drove a wedge between me and my mom, you know, because of all of the all the emotions that go wrapped up into that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a hard thing as a parent to recognize and humble yourself enough to realize it's like my role is never going to be the traditional role of a parent with this human being. But I have to figure out what the role is that I'm supposed to play for them so that I can be there to support them because somebody else has already done the other piece. And I don't get to take that from them, no matter how wrong 
in, in my situation, it was different. No matter how wrong that person was for this story, I don't get to take that away from my kid in trying to regain something of what I feel like I lost was taken away from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the mom is making this about her. Right. Because mm-hmm. she had, still has all that anger. And, I mean, 19 years, that's not even long enough for me. For me to be angry. I'm going to be angry at you for the rest of my life. Because that's 19 years you took from me. But as a child, it's it's completely unfair for you to just go, why aren't you reacting the way that I'm reacting to this? It's like, how can she? This woman didn't doesn't seem like she abused her. It's not the way that you would have raised her. But honestly, that's all she knows. Mm-hmm. Anytime you are still visiting this woman in jail, you're sending her Mother's Day gifts. It's like to her, that is her mother. And it's it's like you can't just think it's a light switch. This woman raised her. When she needed something, she was there to give it to her. I mean, she did it in the completely wrong way. But what do you want her to do? Act like that's not her mother? Like that's not fair of you. And it's like you have to understand stand and she can't because she's too angry yeah this remind you know what the the vibe of this reminds me of uh step parents you know who, mm-hmm. who, who don't know how who don't know how to uh baby step into the role yeah. they want to jump head first and you know they want to feet first they want to be you know somebody mama somebody daddy they want to have authority they want this person to defer to them. They want to mm-hmm. do all these things. And it's just like, no, you nope. like, obviously with this woman, you know, that's her child. She birthed that child. She, you know, like that's her child, but it's just like, no, you are going to have to earn this. And right. it just, it's not, you know, it's not, it's fucked up because this woman took that from you. You know, if yeah. she hadn't did what she did, you wouldn't have to earn it in this kind of way, but mm-hmm. you have to earn it. You have to baby step your way into this because this is a 19 year old this is a 19 year old you know young woman you know this isn't like a little 12 year old or something i mean like you gotta really meet her as an adult yeah you really do it's like you don't know what she's been through and here it is you know her life is being flipped upside down because now she's realizing that the mother she's known her whole life is not her mother and the mother she's always known is going to be in jail for I don't know how long, but Kidnapping long enough. Kidnapping twenty five. Yeah, at least. I'm I'm just saying like that old man who pops out the bushes. Nah, nigga, don't do that. That's five to ten. Kidnapping is twenty five. With an L. Yeah. So that's basically like a lifetime to her. And this is the only mother she's ever known. And instead of you taking the time to actually get to know her, you're just like, um, you need to pick a team. I'm like, uh, you are the one who's going to like lose. That's mm-hmm. what happens when you make ultimatums. You always lose. When Nisha and I uh, met, Gogo was three, Triple was four, uh, my eldest. Uh, was eight. And Gogo and Kenny, you know, Gogo and Triple, they were young enough that it was like, okay, whatever. The oldest one, not so much. Um, and so I didn't treat her like she was a stepchild. 
at that point in time. I just treat her like, you know, if you need me, I'm here. Um, I'll provide for you. I'll, I'll be there for you. I'm going to help you with your homework. But you, the whole idea of the thing that irritates me as a step parent is the belief that we come in and we're immediately like, call me dad. Mm-hmm. That's not how this should work. Uh, my name is Derek. They still call me Derek. Uh, they've told people that I'm their stepdad. They've told people that I'm their dad, depending on what they feel. Cause we've been w- with one another. We've been around one another at this point in time. Triple is 16. Uh, my eldest is about to turn 20. Gogo is 15. I don't force anything upon them. I just walk with them. You know, I provide counsel. As they get more familiar with me, then they know that uh, there are certain things that I do and don't expect. But I'm at that point in time, I was just like, you know what? I'm just I'm here. If you need me, I'm here. The person who made the situation difficult wasn't a step parent. Uh, Gogo was three at the time, and so she called Nisha mommy. Nisha cried. It was cute. Um, unfortunately, Gogo. Uh, and I, Gogo's mom and I had joint custody of her. I uh, still do. And so Gogo went back to her mom's house and her mom was asking her how her day was. And this is the same little girl who told her mom that niggas be claiming they're the homie. She has a great memory <laughs> and uh, she will talk. She's a, she's a Jones. So even back then, so she was asking her how her day went. She was like, it was good. Me and mommy went and her mom was like, wait, what? And Gogo was like, me and mommy went to get our nails done. And her mom was like, she's not your mom. Don't ever call her mom. Her name is Johnisha. You don't have to call her stepmom. Her name is Johnisha. And just the way that she drilled that into her head, altered the relationship that was building between these two people for years. You want to be the apple of your children's eye. I understand that. You want to be their hero. And when you couldn't be the hero in finding your daughter for 19 years, I understand the frustration. I don't understand the frustration and fear because I've never experienced it. But you're adrenaline and finding your daughter has gone into this is like when somebody has a bucket list and find out they only have one day to complete it you're trying to cram 19 years of missed opportunities into one year and you're overwhelming her she just lost her mom whether you like it or not she just lost her mom and instead of you recognizing that and, and, and consoling her, well, I was your real mom anyway. She kidnapped you. Let me tell you about all the evil stuff she did. She doesn't know any of that. Kids don't know any of this stuff until adults tell them. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy thing about life. We think we're doing our kids a service when we tell them all the shitty stuff that so-and-so did. Here's what your mom did. Here's what your dad did. Here's what your cousin did. They don't know. Unless their parent was 
God forbid, being abusive to them, they usually do not know what was going on unless it was literally going on in their face. I was just listening to uh, Royce the Five Nines' newest album, The Book of Ryan. It's a phenomenal album, by the way. Phenomenal album. I recommend it. I recommend a lot of albums, but this one is above reproach. There's a song called Power on it. Uh, in which he talks about how his uh, dad uh, was a drunk, abusive man who beat his mom and beat up his brother and all kind of stuff. And at the end of the song, his son is asking, Royce's son is asking him, do you think your dad was a good father? And Royce said, yeah. Because a lot of my friends didn't even have fathers. That's That's what struck me. The belief that an abusive man to your siblings and to your mother, an alcoholic cocaine addict, was a good man because he stuck around. You're not a good mom because you were waiting for her to come back. The woman that she lost was likely, like y'all said, a good mom. I mean, she kept her alive. Uh, According to this, um, she... Still talks to her on the phone. Uh, she said that they had actually talked today, that same day. She has her in her phone under the name Mommy. Saved the number to the Duval County Jail in her phone as Mommy. The teen also continues to live in Williams House in South Carolina. Uh, she's 19. She could do that. Saying that she looks forward to the day that Williams, Williams is released. And she still goes by the name Williams gave her on Facebook and on social media. You got to see where you're at. You got to play the cards that you're given. I never liked niggas who uh, got a hand in dominoes and it was like, I ain't got no doubles. Throw it back in or I got all doubles. Throw it back in. Play the, play the hand you're given. You can still build a relationship with your daughter, but you're going too hard in the paint. You're going to fuck yep. this one up. You're going to crash hard. And you know what? Um, I'm hearing feedback on me. Are y'all hearing feedback? No. No, okay. we're recording, so you're good. Okay. Um, I was just gonna say in this situation with um with this with this woman and trying to connect with the with her daughter, um I don't know if it's gonna apply to her, but I know it applied with me, right? When when I finally got it through my head. And, and when I stopped trying to, to mold this human being who had basically already been molded and now he just needed guidance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned that the number one, I mean, the most impactful thing that I was able to do in my relationship with, with my oldest son was to teach him that it's okay to say, I was wrong. I owe you an apology. This will never happen again. Right? I mean, that's just a, as a parent, especially a parent to to a child who is in that situation of, you know, when, when I got to know you, I'd pretty much already been formed. Now I'm just kind of, you know, I'm already who I'm going to be and I'm going to rebel against you trying to turn me into something else. Uh, I just went, I went harder in the paint. Right. And, and, and I just kept going harder and harder and harder and trying to control and control and control. Uh, and it wasn't until, um, you know, he, it was like, all right, he's learned everything he can learn. He's miserable here. He needs to go back home. He needs to go back to Arkansas, live with his grandma. 
it wasn't until that and and the six months after I got over being all pissed off about that happening that I came to realize I was wrong about so many things. I was wrong about who he was. I was wrong about what he needed for me. And I was wrong about the way that I was going about telling him who he needed to be and how he needed to be. And I could have done the parent thing of, I ain't never going to tell him that. <laughs> but <laughs> but instead, you know, I, I, I went and I just flat out, I was wrong. I owe you an apology. I will never interact with you in this way again. I'm here for you to back you up wherever you want to go, whatever you want to do. But you are a great human being. You're a great person. And you are being raised exactly as you need to. As long as you stay on this path, you ain't, you ain't going to hear a word from me except what can I do for you. And do you know all of that rebelliousness and all that anger that he had and all of it, it, it just melted away. And now we've got we've got a great relationship. We don't talk very much because he's introverted and I'm introverted and we just, you know, we don't do that. But it it was the thing that he needed from me more than me trying to tell him how to look at me. He liked me. No, look at me and learn that when you make mistakes and you hurt people, you got to recognize it and be able to say you're sorry and then move on and don't do it again. Sometimes that's that's what that's the thing that parents need to do. And we find it so hard to just swallow that pride and just say, I was wrong. You know, I actually this um, flows perfectly into the next thing I wanted to talk about. Um, Parents have a hard time saying that they were wrong, but I find that men have a real difficulty in this. I was just talking with uh, Nisha uh, today or maybe yesterday, and I was saying, you know, one of the best things that ever happened to me was actually learning how to properly apologize. Like that changed everything when I stopped putting butt on it or stopped putting reasons behind it or stopped trying to flip it back on somebody else and just said, you know what? I fucked up. I'm sorry. That changed everything. And I never was taught how to apologize. Um, I know that, uh, actually Gerald, if you weren't on the show, I was going to mention this. I know that a while back you were saying that, uh, Stephanie and Shante should have a, uh, repartee on, trash ass men mm-hmm. and I know Indeed. Stephanie a couple days ago you was asking me when are we going to have the repartee on trash ass men well you got two trash ass men right here who are willing to sit back and listen mostly I, I, I solemnly swear I'm, I, I will not try and jump into this conversation too much um, <laughs> trash ass men Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh my gosh, Shante, where are we starting? Because I was triggered today. I've been triggered all day by two separate things. But yeah, I I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know where to start. I don't. I really don't. Because I feel like there's a lot of things where you could get into, like uh, relationships. You know, mm-hmm. like there's like there's relationships, like long term relationships, like the thing that people go through when they're with some, you know, when they have a partner and everything. Mm-hmm. And then there's the the stuff that happens when you're starting a relationship, like dating and all that different kind of stuff. There's shit like that. 
there's just there, there's you know there's uh friendships you know between men and women and everything and how sometimes men use their uh their their women friends as uh you know surrogates for you know not surrogates for i guess surrogates for whatever kind of female not companionship but you know they want to be nurturing that's what it is like they want to be taken care of you know so they put that on their female friends and everything and so they're taking that emotional labor that's what it is you know, yeah, shit like that. You know, so there's there's so many places to go. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, can I tell you what triggered me? Yes, definitely. Have you seen that video? It's I think it's jumped at something. The people about... said the dude, I mean the woman and the man at the restaurant yes. and the thing and yeah, he's <laughs> Oh <laughs> that's exactly what I was god. thinking of. I was, was so that. pissed. I wanted to punch a hole in the wall because I'm sitting here looking like God, that's my fucking dating life. Like, have, have, I've have dealt with guys who act that way. And I'm like, God damn it. You mean the one where the uh, guy is, she's asking these long, like, thoughtful questions. And he's like, mm-hmm. okay. He's like, yeah. okay. What you doing? Send what me a pic. Doing? I miss you. I'm like, oh, yeah. Mad, vague, ghosting, you know. Yes. All this stuff kind of just happens in it, you know, all the stuff that happens like in a relationship or when people are kind of talking to each other or whatever happens in this, you know, one instance of being in a restaurant or whatever. And yeah, it's like, what are you doing? And she's talking, talking, talking. Oh, that's cool. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, just nothing. Just like not like she like basically leaving all the work for the for the woman and then when the woman finally gets fed up flips it back on her like oh you must not be the woman for me you know this is just how i am and da, 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 da. we don't need to be together disappears comes back and it's like i miss you like just <laughs> right <laughs> just told her that she wasn't a woman for you and then you hate strangered her <laughs> i saw a piece of it and it was so annoying that i had to turn it off Sure. I made it all the way Just... to the uh what you doing? I think when he asked the second time, I I turned it off. I was like, I can't. I can't. I and if that's what y'all that's it I'm not even gonna say if that's what y'all go through and that's shitty. Uh that's fucked up. It is entirely shitty and I was joking I'm sorry half joking with Gerald I'm like see now it is your job to find me a guy because I'm kind of done at this point because it is extremely tiresome (laughs) I saw a dude talk about like I'm divorced now but you know I had like a hundred bodies and my wife was like how and it's because I just told women like you know I, I never made any promises I never kept my word I just would text them all the time and just give them empty promises and that angered me too because one so many times you have men and also to a certain extent women telling you that the reason why you know you may be single or you may be having like 
terrible, terrible experiences with men, is it because of you? Mm-hmm. Like, you must be choosing these wrong guys. Not mm-hmm. even factoring in the fact that some guys really ain't shit, and they will lie to you to your fucking face. Yeah. Definitely. definitely. And tell That's you what really you think, up. what you want to hear. Exactly. I'm like, um, yeah, let's not factor this in. I'm like, well, if you have trash-ass dudes, it must just be you. No, because it couldn't possibly be them lying. But then, here you are as a black woman, you're told, oh, don't give up on black men. Give them, like, a fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh chance. Like, wh- what else What else could you do? Date white men? Can I, can I They're racist. Why, why would you date them? Get, give us, like, the 13th chance. I know. He cheated repeatedly. He gave you an STD. He, he can't, he doesn't treat your children right. But don't give up on us. And then when you stay with this horrible dude, it's like, ugh, man, you need to make better choices. Yes, you need to make better choices. Somebody was saying, like, all women need to make better choices. And a woman retweeted him and said, they were saying that women need to admit that they make bad choices. And this person, this woman retweeted that person saying, men need to admit that they are a bad choice. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a funny tweet where um, someone was saying, like, yeah, sexuality really isn't, y'all keep saying it's a choice. It, it must not be a choice because I'm still attracted to men. Right. <laughs> it is kind of like, you know, that is so true. It's like, like, man. Like, why? Like, like for real, like, especially with how, like, the possibility that a dude could be so messed up, mm-hmm. you know, and here you are still, you know, that's the way you want, that's the way you want your sex to go. That's the way you want your relationship to go, to be with, you know, if you're a woman who's attracted to men, this is what you want. And it's still just like, mm-mm. like, but you sitting here like, mm-mm. this is not okay. This is a mess, you know, but you're not going to, you know, but you're not interested in women in that way. So it's just like, no, no, the way that we want to be, you know, interact with people in a sexual way is, it's no, that shit ain't a choice. Yeah. It's really not. Because if it was, more dicks would be dry. <laughs> Pretty much. Y'all little blue balls would be like little raisins. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw this out there, like um, I'm just gonna roll this one onto the court, uh, baby bouncy style, like an all-time quarterback, <laughs> and then just bounce, then move out the way. Um, direct quote from Laquan Benson: Y'all ever think that maybe, just maybe, I can't say this without laughing. I'm trying. Y'all ever think that maybe, just maybe, just maybe, some of y'all females yikes yep y'all ever think that maybe just maybe some of y'all females don't have a clit have you studied your puss do you know where everything is don't judge us what does that got to do wait what 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 in the hell okay like just (gasps) Like what is that supposed to like what is that supposed to mean? Obviously this person must be feeling some kind of way about 
I would what I assume is somebody's ability to orgasm or to have enjoyable sex or whatever. But like that doesn't that's like one even I'm so flabbergasted. Like there's more one like in order like here's the deal as far as with the clitoris is concerned. Like the clitoris has like billion and i'm exaggerating but a billion nerve endings and everything Mm -hmm. it's super Mm -hmm. sensitive super sensitive so but you can't just roll up on a woman and tap on it and she's going to get aroused Mm -hmm. you know you have to do other things you have to engage the woman engage her mind she has to know that the when you're engaging her that you are engaging her in a way that isn't just about you, but is also about her so that she can relax and know that, okay, I am about to have an enjoyable experience because this person is displaying to me that they want me to have an enjoyable experience. So now my body can relax. I can get aroused. This person can touch me in a way that feels good that isn't too hard that isn't too soft whatever you know whatever it is this person is listening to me this person is paying attention and i will have an enjoyable experience maybe it leads to an orgasm maybe it doesn't but this idea that somehow a woman is deficient some kind of way like oh she ain't got no clit like maybe you just don't have one like who knows as far as like anatomy and shit is concerned if that's possible i don't know maybe so whatever but you're still stupid because i bet that you don't even if she does have one i bet she doesn't get aroused when she's having sex with you you know that that whole that lukewarm deep as a puddle take is all that abounds on straight twitter jeremy said it best straight twitter is the ghetto <laughs> the ghetto. It's like who the fuck says that? We get it. Listen here, Brandon. We get it. You ain't get her off. Cause you don't know what the fuck you doing. You can't just put your little finger down there and it's like, oh, bam. Did it flip like a light switch? No, bitch. Great. Now you down here and now I'm thinking, crap, what's in my DVR? I could be watching Love and Hip Hop right now. Wasting my time with you. I'm like, ugh. That's because you don't know what the fuck you doing. I swear. I need dudes to stop thinking because they have a dick. And some most times, those dudes, their dick ain't impressive. They think like, I just put my dick in and bam, it's like fireworks. Nope. No. 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 That's never been a thousand times. Never. Never. Like, this is the thing. It's like dudes think, like, dudes, like, there are some dudes who obviously they get hard at the drop of a hat. It's just like, when we suck your dick, and they already just like, they ready. You know? Yeah. Ready. And that's just not the way some women work. Like, you can't just say, oh, let me hit, let me say, let me hit that pussy. And then she gonna be excited. Like, everybody, <laughs> that's not gonna work. There's some, like, there's some woman, there's some woman, there, now there are some, now I would think, that if the two people are in the right space, 
and everything that maybe if you say something you could say the right thing and she and that woman would get aroused really from your voice or this or whatever but i would think that she probably is getting aroused from your from something so small like that is because she's already had and she already knows that she's about to get an enjoyable experience from you exactly i think thinking that women don't get horny and they just want to fuck i mean that's really I would love to drive that home. I'm like, there are times where we just want to fuck. We don't want to talk to you. We don't want to like talk about the weather or how's your day. I'm like, no, nigga, I just want to fuck. That's it. I'm like, it's not just you. It's like, it's really not just you. You, you but you're gonna have to do some work. Do not, you know, do not just put your dick in and just fake this like like a damn jackhammer. And that's uh-huh. like. Yeah. Are you, did you get off? No. See, I ain't gonna lie to your ass. No. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yep. Are you sure? How do you know? Like, I've you only don't even know where the for thirty something years. It's like you don't you don't know what y'all doing. And let me just say this: Don't let porn get your ass whipped. Yo. It's like Yo. stop watching that. Stop watching Tiana Trump and think that's how this goes. She gets paid to fake it paid you mean me money. slapping the shit out of your click doesn't do anything for you <laughs> you mean if i slap it it don't get you don't get around so if i do this annoying. no so annoying it's just like please stop <sighs> stop because stop. that's not it's ne- it's just like ugh. like yes like you might have had like an enjoyable experience by yourself when you watch that scene please do not reenact that scene with your Me. partner, yo, <laughs> with your partner, unless that your partner is into it. There are some people who are into that kind of thing. Yeah. But that's also about meeting, you know, getting people, meeting where people are and getting with people who are, you know, compatible with you. But you can't just roll up and, and think you, you know, Wesley Pipes. Stop. <laughs> You're not even Wesley Snipes. <laughs> you can't be Brian Pumper or whoever, Ugh. you know, who, I know, right? Clown. Gross. That's the only. Those are the only male porn stars I can think of right now, as far as dudes. But Girl, you better than me because I can't even think of no names. <laughs> but you just you can't you can't do that. You just you gotta. Ugh. Like obviously, <laughs> like, like obviously there are some. I mean, it's just like I know there are some. You know there there are some women who are into what they're into, and right. it doesn't require a kind of. Um, a slowness or a gentleness or whatever, you know, and I'm not even talking about like overly romantic, you know, candlelight bullshit. I'm not talking about that, but just like, you know, there's some women who just, they need a buildup to it. Like, I think I read, like, there's a statistic that it takes like, I don't know if it was 20 minutes or 40 minutes of that. The average woman needs for foreplay. Yeah. But it's like, if your dick gets hard at the drop of a hat, you kind of got to rein that shit in. Because you ready. Like, I want to stick my dick in. I'm ready. And it's just like. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. Like, you got to, you know, build up to it. Or at least, like, you know, get better at performing what you're performing. So you've established that this is going to be a good time. So maybe she will get aroused faster. It may not take 20 minutes anymore or 40 minutes. Right. It might take it to be like, oh, yeah, he about to give me some good dick. I'm ready. And, you know, give some, right. give her some good, give her some good dick. Practice giving good dick. Yeah. Well, I mean, practice with her. 
You know, I don't think she's going to be too appreciative if she's like, dude, you rock my motherfucking world, how this happened. And I've been practicing six times a week, baby. Wait, we only have sex twice a month. Where have you been practicing at? Oh, my God. (laughs) So so I was, I'm sorry, but that just immediately made me think of, of all movies, it made me think of the help. You can't go from not being able to boil an egg to you making all kinds of fried chicken and filling up the table overnight without a motherfucker looking around like, who the hell you got in this house with you? (laughs) Who is cooking this shit? Yeah, baby, I know you made this. No, it's the same thing. You, you don't go from two pump to, to, to stallion or whatever and overnight, just like that didn't, mm -mm. there's something wrong with you. Like that, I gotta tell you. There's something wrong. There's something going on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true, but that's true. It is definitely practice with your partner, but also don't let the possibility that you rocked a previous person's world. Don't let. Don't think that you if you you can take those same skills and apply it to the next person, and they're going to have the same kind of experience. Different people like different things, so be open to that. Don't think that you know whatever your you know you think you perfected your stroke and. You know, old girl loved it. And like, you know, truly, she was into it. Truly, truly, she wasn't faking. You know, y'all had like, you know, a dope uh, sexual relationship and you move on to the next person. Like that person might need something else. That person may require more stuff. Right. I, I, I also think guys need to realize every vagina is different. They are not all the same. They are snowflakes. <laughs> they are not all the same. And just like there are love languages, there are sex languages. <laughs> it's like it, it, it's different, okay? It's like oh god, y'all, the ghetto, okay? The ghetto. I don't, I don't know what friend of mine posted this. It was, it had to be years ago, but it always stuck with me. Uh, this dude posted. He said, "A lot of y'all dudes out here, y'all don't like women. Mm-hmm. Like you like the way they make your penis feel." But you don't like women. And he didn't say that. Like, that was a whole post. And I was like, damn. Like, that's, to me, at the time, that was a really deep thought. Because I'm like, yeah, how, like, how, how do dudes talk about women? Right? Mm-hmm. How are you talking about, and we say it all the time, how are you talking about the women who are not blood related to you or having sex with you? Because that'll really tell you how a man feels about women. Mm-hmm. You know what? And, you know, shout out to Chris from the Insanity Report because I said he is doing the Lord's work because the quickest way to get a whole bunch of ash buckets in your mention is to say straight black men are the white people of black people. (laughs) I mean, they will come from under every rock. They will quit throwing boxes at Amazon (laughs) And they will get in your mentions and like, what the hell are you talking about? First of all, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And what about these females out here? They will come out of nowhere. You'd be like, how did you even see this tweet? You don't even follow his ass. Do do y'all search this? And I really, really need black men to realize that you benefit from patriarchy. I know it's crazy to me too. Like, oh, you think that blackness shields you from patriarchy and it don't. 
a black man gets shot by the cops, it's all over the news. A black woman gets shot by the cops, it's Wednesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or she get or or she get, you know, he gets the the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. And she gets uh reprimanded. She gets talked about. She's, you know, it's all well she should have did this and she should have did that. Like what happened with uh Corinne Gaines. Yes. Corinne, yep. Yes. And I'm sitting happened? here, I'm like, I'm in Baltimore and I'm watching. I'm watching guys I fu- my friends on Facebook, I'm watching Twitter, and I'm watching them go, well, she should have just, she should have just listened to the cops. Why she had to be like that? She should have just did that. She should have did this. She should have did that. Let that been a black guy. They've been like, nope. He should have respected him. Why are you talking to him like he's a boy? He's a man. You don't talk to him that way. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just broke my heart, because I'm like, all of the the passes that a man would have gotten Y'all wouldn't give Corinne. And it was just kind of like, well, she brought it on herself. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh. It's so slimy and it's so creepy. Especially when it's it comes from a, a man that you don't expect it to come from. It's just so I had a thought earlier. To, I'm sorry, Stephanie. No, no, go ahead. No, I had go a ahead, thought earlier today. Because I have random thoughts, random, these things happen. I nerd out my, my brain. It's weird. But I had a thought earlier today based on um, listening to your show, listen to the conversation that y'all were having on, on Mocha Menace the other day about, have, uh, you know, a time where this guy was approached by a, um, a transgender person and they fought a blah, 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 this kind of stuff. That stuck with me. And I was thinking this morning, what if we lived in a world where it was acceptable and even expected that women would beat the ass of any guy who walked up to them and made a sexual advance that they weren't wanting. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, before how, I how many do, people be walking, be, be, walking around with blue and black eyes before I do what? my BRB that I was about to do. Uh-huh. I remember that for a lot of these motherfuckers, for a lot of these motherfuckers, their idea of equality is being able to hit a woman back. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that's a problem that's been around since forever. Oh, you want equality? You want equal pay? Well, I should be able to punch you in your face without any yeah. without any issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So or the whole child support thing. Mm-hmm. So it's there's like, what are you talking about? There, there's there's as long as the shit that we do keeps getting hidden behind the phrase boys will be boys. 49 year old man kills a woman because she won't give him his, her telephone number. 49 year old man kills 19 year old woman because she won't Mm -hmm. give up her telephone number. Boys will be boys. Michael Irving stabbed his teammate in the neck with a pair of scissors because his teammate was in the barber's seat before he was in the seat and wouldn't get up. Boys will be boys. As long as they keep acting like grown-ass men or little boys and keep on acting like uh, girls at the age of seven are old enough to... Again, stuff that I heard in the 80s and in the 90s that just clouded everything, just made everything worse. The idea of if there's grass on the infield, play ball. 
the idea of that girl is going to be cute when she turns 18. The idea of all these things that you hear in the barbershop, so-and-so, I remember hearing people openly lust over Aaliyah, openly lust over Miley Cyrus. Like, these aren't random people. This is like Little Wayne. Mm-hmm. I remember those countdowns, like, you know, when it was the Olsen twins, mm-hmm. which is still weird to me, um, and Molly and, like, people on websites, like, we're counting down to when they're 18. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, she is 14 at this point. So anything that men do, we're always going to get a pass because right. men are the ones who are writing the pass. We're the ones with the pencil. Mm-hmm. You don't see us counting down to, oh, God, I can't even think of a kid that I could look at that's like well, 13, let's, 14. Let's, going. let's keep it a buck. There are a ton of women who were out there lusting over them little kids from Stranger Things. Oh, well, that's true. And that was yeah, so sick to that me. Did, that did that was so, it was like, what in the hell? like he's 14 what are we doing that is creepy as fuck but for guys that's like oh he's lucky like they're like what why are you getting mad they actually were chastising that boy because he said i feel super creeped out and they're like why are you why are you acting like that and man you nuts as long as we got the what? pencil it's like a lion and a man were walking through the uh walking through the forest talking with one another about who's stronger and the man and the lion discussed this for hours until they passed by a statue of a man standing over a lion with a sword to his neck the man turned to the lion and said see i told you so men are the stronger being the lion looked at the man and said yeah that was made by a man let a lion draw up the model and i bet you it'll look a lot different as long as we got the pencil mm-hmm. we're the ones writing out the passes we can give passes mm-hmm. for any fucking thing and stop right. anything that we don't find fit yeah you know this makes me think about the whole kanye is canceled thing and i put canceled in quotes because i knew he wasn't going to get canceled I knew people weren't going to like wholeheartedly uh, blackball him or boycott him. Now, a um, Monroe Bergdorf brought this up, and I'm like, that is so true. Chrisette Michelle, who literally had never said anything to my knowledge that was extremely ashy or out the way or out of pocket, she sings for the inauguration. She is canceled immediately. Kanye West has been saying shit for years. His album is number one. Them niggas still went out to Wyoming. (laughs) You don't care. Like, you will never cancel him. They're like, oh, well, he has a mental illness. What? (laughs) No. Fuck y'all. Are you kidding? Yeah, well, unfortunately for Chris and Michelle, she doesn't have the same fan base that... Right. That Kanye has, because at the same, because at the same time, niggas did like, like them niggas did go out to Wyoming. Like, why? But mm-hmm. at, as far as people who like bought that, bought the uh, the album or whatever, or listened to it and all this different kind of stuff. I mean, you know, if we don't like, if we black people don't fuck with something, but white people still fuck with it, the shit can still go platinum. Like that's really, you know, it's like like. 
I mean, like, that, that is totally true. But if like, Trump it, was the line, they're like, oh, we canceled her for Trump. Uh, y'all didn't cancel Kanye for Trump. He literally said up on national television, slavery was a choice. Y'all should have canceled him for that, and y'all didn't. Y'all were like, I- I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till the album come out. I'm going to see if, if the music bad, then I'll cancel him. Oh, you still listening? Oh, what? Oh, okay. What were you going to say, Gerald? I was going to say, didn't he say, like, at that time, around the time Trump was uh, getting elected or whatever, that, like, he, he didn't vote, but if he had, he would have voted for her, for, for Trump or something. I, I don't know, but I, I think he, from day one, has been on the Trump bandwagon, and he's been getting passes the whole time. Mm-hmm. I don't think this was a new thing. I don't think he just like all of a sudden went Kardashian Kanye and got brainwashed. He's been on that bandwagon. Yeah. He just kind of went public with it again right now. And suddenly it was a thing again, but he's been over there. So I, I think I remember the other day y'all were talking about, you know, all these folks getting canceled, but not Kanye. And they were saying, well, that happened right in the midst of it. Anybody who has said no, because he did it then. He didn't get canceled then. So you, I mean, you're right. Yeah. Right. But the whole thing is though, but I think this is also the problem with the idea of, of canceling and expecting it to have like, expecting it to go further than you as Mm -hmm. an individual, Mm -hmm. you know, like you can cancel somebody and that's it. You don't fuck with that person anymore. You can do, you know what, you know, whatever it is, you're never going to buy in their records. You're not going to watch any of their stuff, whatever, whatever. And however, that does not necessarily that idea that this person has done something wrong is not necessarily going to lead to them never being heard from again. And I guess that's what I'm thinking of as far as with the the uh, the thing with Chrisette Michelle, like, nope, like, you know, Chrisette Michelle can be canceled, you know, in quotes, because she just wasn't that impactful anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I think you're you're right when you start talking about canceling. The only people who can really cancel somebody is the person writing the checks in the first place. And so to your point, Chrisette Michelle was in a position where her fan base was not large enough that this company said it is, you know, when I do the cost benefit analysis, do we cancel what she has coming out next and cancel whatever tour she's about to go on? Because this uproar is going on and we're not going to make no money. It's going to cost us more than if we just shut it down. Oh, we're shutting everything she has going down. Um, but with a Kanye, it's, he's still going to make us money. We're not going to cancel him. So people can say I'm canceling you, but there will always be somebody out there who's willing to pay that money when you have a big enough fan base. So then yeah. is the question, why is it that women have a they have a hard time building that fan base. I mean, as far as we talk about uh, huge fan bases, Beyonce is the only person that comes to mind in the world of, of women um, where ain't nobody canceling Beyonce except Beyonce. Right? But who else really has that? And why? Yeah, because when it comes to like a a black celebrity like a Beyonce, it's like Highlander. There can only be one, even though 
there are others that can be out there. I mean, even, you know, it's like, it's like the Beehive versus the Rihanna Navy. And I'm like, I like both of them. I, I, I don't know why I feel like I have to choose. I don't have to. Yeah, they're def- Rihanna and Beyonce are definitely two people that probably, yeah, that you know they're not gonna get canceled. No, they would probably have to murder somebody, right, to get canceled, and they still probably wouldn't get canceled either. Right, exactly. We got hashtag mute R Kelly thirty years after, and he actually saying y'all should have did this thirty years ago. It's like, wait, nigga, what? Yeah, I don't know. It's just. It's, it's the problem really is is for me is is like I said is really thinking that canceling is supposed to go further that canceling has to go further than you yeah that because you know because then you always gonna be always gonna be mad you know if you don't if you look at it like well you know this person is canceled and these people are upset and everything and you're just gonna be mad when people turn back around and try to listen to it because one I think some people probably wanted to listen to it. Because they don't know how to just not fuck with something, you know. Like obviously the people who you know the people who wanted to fuck with it wanted to fuck with it. But I think there are some people who will say that Kanye sucks. But instead of just saying Kanye sucks and I don't want to you know fuck that album whatever, they have to listen to the album so they can have a valid opinion. And yeah. that that and I think that's where I think that comes into play too. You have people who just they they can't make their peace with just saying this is some bullshit and I don't care what's on it. I don't care how it sounds. I don't care if it's old Kanye. I don't want anything to do with that shit. They have to listen to it. They have to interact with it. Because anything else because anything else feels fake when it's just like, look, if you don't want to fuck with something, you don't have to give it uh you don't have to give it the college try to say that you don't like something because the person has done something that you dislike. That's valid. You know, stand in that. You can stand in it. It's it's easy to boycott a Chick Fil A if there ain't none in your town. Exactly. It's like you you you. It's like oh, I, I fuck Chick Fil A. I'm never gonna go there. There's no Chick Fil A near you. That's not really you giving anything up. I, it, nobody ever gets canceled, and it's so much easier to quote unquote give up your faves when they fuck up. So it's it's, it's like nobody ever gets canceled. Ever. So, so may I ask a question? Yep. Ladies, uh, this is a change of the direction of subject, if that's all right. But I would like to ask for all of us trash ass dudes, both on the phone and in the audience. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, I, I like to use this a lot with people, right? You may, you wave a magic wand. You are queen of the world, and you get to make all the rules. What can us, we, the trash-ass men of America, who recognize that we're trash, right, and want to help other men recognize that they're trash as well so that we can start turning this corner, what can we do? What should we do? Well, first, tell your your fellow trash-ass dudes to stop calling us females. (laughs) Like that actually grates on my nerves every, and I mean every time I hear it. I'm like, female, what? Can I, can I, before you jump, that that was a thing where somebody in the Black Podcast Hub, um, Ooh, had, had said, 
it, I missed their, all of it. Their entire post got stolen and taken to a completely different uh, group where their entire post got made fun of. Um, oh, this person okay. discussed that in the Black Podcast Hub looking for sympathy and instead got lacerated because they refused to stop calling women females and played coy and stupid when asked why they should not call women females until finally they were like, you know what, we got it the first time. We were just, you know. Can I... <sighs> okay. So, when I saw that post, because I get the alerts when people post in the group, I saw that post and went, what the entire fuck? And I was like, nope, not today. I won't do it. I'm not going to, like, blast you. I don't want to do this. And then I saw Jessica's post, like, yeah, so this is what we do here. And I was like, what the hell is she talking about? And then I looked, I'm like, who did this? I didn't see this either. What the hell is going on? And so here's the thing. Those dudes were trash for what they posted. But then the group that posted about them, they trash dudes too. I'm like, um, I'm sorry. It's Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. Right. I didn't know who the fuck. I'm like, uh, okay. It's Ash Wars. I, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> Ash, Ash Wars. I'm like, <laughs> and then, and then, them dudes changed their whole post, and I'm like, well, I'm glad y'all took out the females part. Yeah, yeah, we, we kind of got a little roasted. A little. All these damn women in here. And you thought, is this how you thought this was gonna go? It, it you know, and I was like, I'm a creative and I don't want to I don't want to criticize somebody else's art. That just means this ain't for me. I'm like, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to subscribe. I'm not going to share. I'm not going to like. I'm not going to do this. Like, nope. Mm-mm. But I was like, oh, y'all, oh, editing? Mm. But I'm like, that doesn't edit your content. That just edits your description of your content. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you said. Who, uh, did a show where they were certain that they were doing the right thing and uh, talking about sexual assault and how they had grown out of it because they had had a son. And uh, they talked about their history with uh, sexual assaults and talked about this book that they really liked that discussed the sexual assault at length and uh, really, it was a show, mansplaining sexual assault. And then they were completely shocked when black women were like, why the fuck did you put this out? And I've never, I have not seen them since. Like, Nope. I, I they just, you know, Thanos snapped his fingers. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, dudes, you don't have to do this. It's like I'm standing at the ledge telling somebody, you don't have to do this. I do. I must educate them on why it's okay to be a guy. No. Yeah. It's like we don't need, just like you get mad at white people trying to explain racism to you. We don't need you to explain sexism to us, mm-hmm. especially when you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, but this back, back to what, uh, Gerald asked. I think I think he had asked this before, and I feel like I'm 
want to give the same answer. But uh, it it seems like what I think men have to do is to be receptive to criticism. Like even the good, even the good dude, you know, whatever, whatever, quote unquote, good dude, you know, you got to be receptive to criticism because the whole thing is, is like, and this is in any, this is in, in any situation where you're the dominant party, you have to be receptive to criticism to the marginalized party because you have been taught that your opinion matters, that what you think matters, that, you know, whatever you, you know, your stuff is on top. And so the marginalized party is going to be like, yeah, that's some bullshit. And you can't be like, well, what do you mean? Explain it to me. What are you talking about? All this different kind of stuff. You got to be, you got to step out of your ego and let other people teach you things. And, you know, that, that, I think that's what dudes, who even dudes who know that they're fucked up. I think they still, you know, know that they're fucked up, but working toward it, you still have to step out of your ego and and listen and listen to people. Listen, you know, listen to your partner because I think that's another. Uh, well, listen to your partner or listen, just listen to women because I think the whole thing is, is I think there are men who know that they should listen to women, but don't investigate all the ways that they've been told that they shouldn't investigate all the ways that they react to women when they speak you know joking you know like a woman's trying to talk to you and instead of engaging her point they got to make a joke first you know that kind of thing it's like that kind of stuff that you have to you know and in your mind you it's not anything malicious but it's something that you have to check because even you you know the good dude you know you're not engaging her on an equal playing field as you would with like somebody else. Like if you went up to your home, you know, not like if it's the right, if somebody is coming to you, trying to talk to you and make a serious conversation with you about something, you might engage that person in a serious way instead of cracking a joke first, like you would, like you might with a woman and then be like, okay, okay, okay. What's up? What's up? What's up? Like that kind of thing. Like that's, that's not okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really, um, I guess my other magic wand thing would be for guys who call themselves good dudes to realize their reasons for calling themselves a good dude are not, that doesn't make you a good dude. Saying, oh, I've never hit a woman or I've never raped a woman does not make you a good dude. It makes you a law-abiding citizen. That is not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Or I have my own house. I have a car. I, I pay my bills. That does not make you a good dude. That makes you an adult. Because I do all those things too. Does that make me a good man? Or does that make me an adult? People who call themselves good dudes are the people who I look at to be the ones most likely to say some fuck shit when shit hits the fan. <laughs> That's why I always get very... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, that's why I really like the phrase, all men are trash. And, you know, people change it to men are trash. And then other people like, but not all men, right? But all men are trash. I like that phrase because it it is directly comparable to telling a white person, all white people have white privilege. 
because we give we give the exact same reaction. I didn't have privilege. My blood broke. Blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing. I'm not trash. I blah 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 blah. No 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 no. But you live in a society where the rules were written by people with the your same color skin, so that you don't even realize how much privilege is in your life. It's all mm -hmm. just. Uh, and you know you don't see it and men it's the exact same thing we don't even realize the negative things that have been implanted in our brains from birth about women about homosexual people about transgender people about anybody who did not fit the hegemonic stereotype of what masculinity is supposed to be in America we are we are fed in our brains from birth to treat all things that are not straight male as inferior and all of our jokes and all of our put downs and all of everything that we do from birth ingrains that in us. So even and especially the good dudes, we're still trash. You can't escape it. It's what we grew up in. And we've got to just get over our little sensitive shit about having somebody tell us about ourselves and just say oh well why don't I take a look at the trash things that I do yeah yeah that's, that's why I always get wary of guys who say they're feminists and I'm like how yeah you know who called himself a feminist Aziz Ansari hmm <laughs> Because he surely did say that right out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. I'm like, uh. And then you read all the stuff about Aziz and you're just like, yeah, no. No, it makes, like, today, uh, there was a tweet about the witches of Eastwick, you know, with uh, Jack Nicholson and Cher and Susan. Yeah, Sarandos. yeah. And, you know, the whole thing, at the, you know, in the beginning of the movie, uh, Jack Nicholson's character is all in the women's faces and saying how much he's a feminist and women, you know, rule the world and they're sold this and they're sold that and everything. And then the moment they were like, look, we can't fuck with you like this anymore. He lost his shit. You know, he loses his shit in the movie, you know, fucking with them, tries to kill one of them. You know, it's just, I mean, and that's basically what it makes me think of like what you were saying, Stephanie, as far as like being wary of men who call themselves feminists because they could just go they could just as easily go left the moment that something doesn't go the way that they want to. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like I don't need you to say I don't need you to make me feel better. I I just need you at Mo majority of the time to just not be trash. I just need that from you. I don't need you to think that if you say I'm a feminist, that's gonna make me feel better. That's like a white person saying I don't see color. You really think that makes me feel better? It don't. It makes me actually watch you a lot closer. I just tend to uh, treat most issues with the mindset of I'm not involved. Mm -hmm. but if it gets if, if the shit gets too deep I am more than willing to step in and help out um, I tend to just because I don't know shit like a year ago maybe maybe two years ago I was doing I was doing podcasts on how not to misgender people 
you know, and had to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Erica Badu said it best. Uh, the man or the woman in this case, the man who knows something knows that they know nothing at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm just willing to learn. I'm not trying to yeah. put any labels on anything. I'm not trying to put labels on myself. I'm just trying to learn and be better so that I can be better for my kids. It's selfish. It's wholly selfish. I'm just trying to break the pattern of uh, what my father instilled on me. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to break that loop. And the best way that I can find out how to do that is just listening. So yeah. um, there's a lot of folks who can't listen. They just can't. They have an inherent need to be the leader. Yeah. Like they mm-hmm. have to take charge, even if they don't know what they're taking charge of. I, I honestly, <clears throat> I honestly feel like Donald Trump is one of those people. Oh yeah. Like they can't just sit back and just learn. They have to get their two cents in or they have to do something. Because listening is a part of learning. You can't learn anything if you don't listen. Mm-hmm. So if you're not willing to listen, you're never going to learn. God, so I sound like an after-school special. <laughs> yeah, the other side to that, though, right, is what are you listening to? Because if mm. if all you're listening to is the people who are telling you, yes, 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 you're the greatest, you're the greatest, you're also not learning anything. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever That's learned true. a single thing from hearing the word yes. You have to seek out the people who will tell you no. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to be receptive to no, too. Like, no, you're wrong. He's like, what do you mean I'm wrong? I'm a man. I'm never wrong. <laughs> you're wrong in yeah. this. When two men argue with one another in a situation where neither man wants to back down, it's some of the most inane bullshit I've ever seen. Men will literally fight against other men for stuff that they don't even believe in. Because the other person doesn't believe or does believe in it. That's that's what we do. I've seen men end up in Temecula <laughs> over another man who don't who neither of them know about. That's what men do. And it's just like where's the logic in this? Y'all wanna be logical. Y'all talk about how women are so hysterical and and so full of emotion, and we're the logical ones. No, the more y'all do this stuff, I used to believe that. I used to believe that men were logical and just thought things through and were stoic and, you know, always had the right decisions. I didn't think that about women. I thought that about men. I mean, I didn't think that women were hysterical, mind you. I thought men had logic, though, until social media. And then I got to see all these men mm-hmm. <laughs> doing all this fuckboy stuff, doing all this stupid shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, where are the ones? Where have all the cowboys gone? Like, <laughs> so we got a lot of work to do. Got a lot of building. Got a lot of tearing down to do. Um, and it's it's not gonna be easy. Um. And I think that's really it. If if y'all want to really be better, 
then you got to be better all the time. You got to strive to be better all the time. It can't just be I'm striving to be better when nobody's around and I'm going to listen to a song about bitches and hoes. Because uh, that mm. still affects your mind. You know, it still affects your habits. It still affects your speech and your thought. Um, or get mad at SZA for saying, I left that nigga on red. What the fuck you say? You better answer him. Can't do that, and then turn around and say, "But I love women and I support women." Right. It's like, no, I leave them niggas on red. Even that nigga who used to be on Facebook is I respect females. <laughs> nigga, y- your name in itself shows that you don't respect women. Oh my god. Stephanie, go ahead and do your shout outs. Ooh, well, I got to shout out everyone on here. So shout out to. Rashani, Shante, and Gerald, I have enjoyed this night. I want to shout out uh, Shante for being my road dog in our men ain't shit talk. We're going to keep doing this talk because it's, it's so much more. I it's know. like an onion. It's I, so many. There's layers. It's like a it rainbow is. cake. I know. <laughs> you're, you're always welcome. Uh, <laughs> and I also want to shout out all the fathers that have come on to the Mocha Minutes podcast. I did this really crazy theme of having fathers as guests for the whole month of June. And I'm like, this is a big undertaking, but I've had some really great conversations. So I want to thank all of those guys that came on. I had Al and boy, it's been five and my brain and the vodka is, you know, charged to my head and not my heart and or the liquor that I've uh, consumed uh, JR Al Mr. Span <laughs> Mr. Span thank you I can't remember anything <laughs> uh, Sam and Mike yeah that's fine they have been they're awesome guys they're also podcasters and I'm still going to have some other podcasters because the month is not done yet so I just want to shout those guys out and thank you for listening because I know there are not a lot of um, podcasts that are led by women and also have male co-hosts. And I have found that the men that have come on to guests so far have literally been those who have been receptive to listening. So I appreciate that, especially in a, um, a as many different areas. This is definitely a male-driven area. So to have guests who are receptive and are respectful and are willing to listen is very, very much appreciated. So, those are my shout-outs. And Shantae's fabulous. Damn. <laughs> Gerald, got any shout-outs? I, I have shout-outs galore, but I'm going to keep them short. Um, first off, uh, big ups to um, my high yellow heroes out there in Golden State. Um, securing a bag one more time. Um Shout out, shout out to, to, to you three uh, on this show. One, I was walking out of the gym and I was like, oh, I missed the call from a 916 number. Let's check that voicemail. Call up my boy. Hey, join us. Thank you, Eric. Thanks for the invitation. Um, I, I never want to impose, but I love every opportunity I have to come and sit down with you and Shantae. And the fact that Stephanie was on tonight it's like a little family reunion for me. Uh, I don't have a lot of friends by design because uh, I only like to be around people who will tell me the truth. And I feel like every single one of y'all, if 
if I was to be out of line in one thing or another, you would reach out to me individually and be like, now look, nigga, here's where you're fucked up. Fix yourself. To me, that's a friend. And I feel like I I keep a small circle of people and connecting with y'all has really been uh, a blessing for me. So I very much appreciate it. And then uh, other than that, uh, shout outs to all of the men in this audience who recognize that you were trash and actively are seeking to improve upon that. I just want to give you a shout out and tell you one of the things that I feel like you should do is when you are in a space where you're only around other men and they're saying trash ass shit, don't sit over there with your mouth shut and just be like, man, this fucked up and don't say anything. Because if you're not going to open your mouth and put people in their place when there's nobody else to see you do it, but you're helping them be better people and treat somebody else right, then you're really not trying to change your trashness. So be the kind of guy who steps out and says, nigga, that's fucked up. Fix yourself. And that's all I got for my shout Shanta. Uh, y'all already know what I'm going to say, so I'm not going to say it. What I want to say is, you know, but obviously shout out to everybody who listens to the show. Shout out to Gerald and Stephanie and obviously Shani for, you know, making it happen. But what I want to talk about is, y'all, if you're listening to this show, Sunday night at 8 o'clock, well, Sunday night, whatever time your time slot is, on FX, y'all need to watch Pose. Y'all need to yes! watch polls. Y'all need to yes! watch polls. Like, don't let this, like, at least try, tweet along, you know, hashtag PoseFX, hashtag Pose on FX. Is that P-O-S-E? P- yeah, P-O-S-E. Okay. Yeah. Pose. Y'all should watch this show. It has, uh, the show has several, uh, uh, transgender actresses and basically it's set in the 80s during the ball scene and it's a wonderful show it is a wonderful show emotional full of awesomeness great music it's got a great soundtrack you know it's it's awesome should watch the show tweet about the show let people know you fuck with this show like y'all can watch watch the first two episodes on demand jump in on sun jump in on this sunday Watch the show. I know other stuff is coming on. I know Insecure is coming on. I know whatever the fuck else. I know Westworld is coming on. I know, I know, I know. Add this to your shit. DVR the other ones. Because they already set. They're already ready. Watch this one. I just got to figure out how to find it on uh, when you... I've cut the cable or cut the cord. So I got to figure out how I'm going to find it. But yeah, no, I'm in. I'm definitely uh, Shante, I'm already tapping you for our uh, season one recap. Yes! Yes! I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> We're already like, doing it. Like, whatever it was. Like, whatever it was. If it was going to be, like, an episode by episode, whatever, I'm ready. Yes, it might be on the post recap. Yes, I'm ready. Absolutely. And Spotify has a playlist for posts. So all the music is on Spotify. Because I went looking. I was like, ooh, they got a playlist. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, my nemesis, one of my closest, retired, and I just want to send love and regards out to Classic. Uh, yes. 
Uh, Absolutely. I don't know if y'all remember back when the Cole Slither was coming for you. I um, loved I loved that intro. I'm sorry to interrupt. I it was Cole one of the best Slither. intros ever. Let's, let's loved it. Um, but back when the Cole Slither was there, uh, there was only a few of us black podcasters. And Classic came in with a team of uh, like-minded uh, blurs. Back then, I didn't even know what that word was. I just knew that it was him, Tim Dog, and Eclectic. And they were the cold slither. And I loved every single moment of their um, pop culture uh worshiping time traveling expositions um it was fascinating to me and even as a podcaster who had talked with classic about podcasting many times it was still just beautiful to see somebody else take their own road because back then it was just black podcasts fit into a certain space either you talked about sports all balls don't bounce um uh, the one that had Rick, I forget what it's called now. Oh my God. Um, or else it was, um, comedy, the black guy that tips, uh, black guy who tips, uh, music, where's my 40 acres. And then the cold slither came along and then the click nation came along. And then the eclectic, po- eclectic discussion podcast came along, which, which I just want to say again, the voice that you heard introing the eclectic discussion podcast, that was Kid Awesome when he was two years old. Mm. We've been clicked up with classic and 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 the boys for at least eight years. Eclectic discussion podcast. I'm gonna be sad that he's not running it anymore. I'm, I'm happy that he's that it's in great hands because it is. But still, when I hear CSPN, which is what Classic built it into, he built it into this network, this thriving mm-hmm. network. Without Classic, you may not have heard of Crown and College. You may not have heard of Ratchet Rambling. You may not have heard of. Um, Gosh, there's so many. Bad and boozy. Bad and boozy. (sighs) A good man did great things for a lot of people. And now he's putting it in the hands of those people and it's still going to thrive. But Mm -hmm. if we were to build a Hall of Fame right now for podcasters, Classic would be first ballot in my opinion, hands down. And I want to applaud him for all of his work. And I want to applaud him for being such a classy, classic guy. Hats off to you, man. The hour is yours. We love you, classic. Thank you, classic. As with everything else, if you need to talk, I know, I know nine times out of ten folks need to just reach out. But people don't reach out. So 
it is what it is. Um, you know what we can do? What I have done, what I will do, what I'll continue to do. In your good days, let me know that you have bad days. That's selfish, right? That's still putting the impetus on you to do this. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I'm I'm walking this path just like y'all are. And it's reaching tough. out. It, it's, it's tough, tough to, to be in that position where you really want to help people, but it's hard to just one, it's hard for people to take you seriously that I can really reach up I can reach out and call. Mm-hmm. Right. And not you, but you know, you the, the, the capital you, the just people in the world. Um I mean, a lot of times, to me, for those of us who, who want to be there, just pay attention, right? Like, people people give signs and clues when something is changing, but we got to be there to pay attention and then react and pick up the phone and, and call so that we can be there for you. Because I guarantee you, everybody out there who, who struggles... Somebody knows them well enough to be able to tell when something is changing and that they need to pick up the phone. But do you pick up the phone and make that call? Most often times, no. We don't. We got to be better. This single simulcast, uh, episode 302. Y'all be good. We're out. Peace. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know my name, and you slipped.